Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dewback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. Welcome back to the Dewback Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Jared, the Dark Jedi Bachman Stubbs. And joining me is Black Leader himself, Travis Grossman. This is the way. This, this is, is the way. This is and the way. speaking of Mandos, we finally, in the room, live and in color, have Spence the Mando Simpson back on the pod. Hey, everybody. It's good to be back. I have been in withdrawal Um over the last several several weeks of actually recording in a house with my boys and i'm really uh, glad to be back yeah I can, this is gonna be a fucking mess <laughs> <laughs> like i'm so here for it but it's gonna be a fucking mess <laughs> i know <laughs> i've started like doing my excel homework while recording the shows because it's like i don't know i don't have anything to look at so i might as well look at my excel homework but like yeah that's go. fair it's, it's nice to be it's i i would much rather be in the flesh and be fully entertained while recording so it's good to be here yeah i'm very excited uh with that spencer how's your week my week um well i haven't really uh talked to this crowd in a long time um but <laughs> my week i'm just trying to be concise here it was good I turned in a couple papers, and now I'm home for Thanksgiving break. I've been cleaning my room because my mom told me to, and I've been doing research <laughs> so for cute. another paper that I have to do, and I watched the Bills game yesterday. Um, you can hate me if you want, but whatever. Um, and they won, so I was very happy about that. And, yeah. It's awesome. Good to hear it. Yeah, thank you. Glad you're here. Me too. Travis, how was your week? Okay. How's been the 1800th week of Christmas? We're gearing up, boys. Oh, man, I'm so excited for Thursday. You have no idea. I'm going to have so many good stories for next week. Thanksgiving, if you work a certain job in retail, is the best work day of the year. Because I work backroom shit. I unload trucks. We obviously don't get a truck Thanksgiving Day. So I get the putts around all fucking day, and then for the back half of the night when the sales happen, I just fucking load TVs into cars. Nice. So so what you're saying is is there is no excuse for uh, Hall of Heroes or the latest audio commentary to come in a day late. Correct. See, I just realized that, like, nobody at home could, like, see my me do, like, an obnoxiously serious face, because I forget that, like, people can't see the conversation. Well, plus, like, and the I, joke was lost there completely, so continue. <laughs> that's not. me. Always. That's me. <laughs> but that's future talk. Yeah. Um, that's future talk. The rest of my week. <laughs> Most of what we do is future talk. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the rest of my week didn't matter except for what happened today a few hours ago. <laughs> so I finally finished Fallen Order. Which we'll talk about later on in the show. We'll probably do that after Mandalorian talk. Like just it's, like like we can just go all in on like spoiler talk, a little bit. I don't I don't even want to talk about the game necessarily. 
Okay. I just want to talk about what happened to me. Okay. But this will involve spoilers <laughs> for the game. Skip ahead a few minutes. Oh, no. Right? If you don't want to hear. Are you... I want to tell both stories. For... Don't... Uh, how do I put this? For the sake of like this being early-ish in the show... I'll tell the one The existence now. of the Night Sisters in the game isn't a secret. All right, I'll tell one now and one later. But the nature of the other one is just spoilery by existing. So, yeah. Um, so, first please. one. You on don't my, have to skip everybody. <laughs> on my return trip to Dathomir, I'm plowing my way through the the undead Night Sisters, and I get, like... Out of like the you know the opening era area on Dathomir, yeah, and then once you you go back, you have the climbing gloves, and you can like just scoot past all of that. Yeah, so I scoot past all of that, and I get to the first meditation spot, and I plant my butt and I meditate, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, in case something goes horribly wrong, I'm going to respawn here. This is good. I come out of the meditation point, and I walk up the steps, and on these now, steps, Spencer, so you know because you haven't played Fallen Order. The meditation spots uh, like function like – Like save points, right? You're kind of like the bonfires in Dark Souls where like when you use it to like get your health and force back, you also respawn the enemies. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I see. So it's, it's about so – So the Night Sisters pop up and I know they're going to be there because I could see them when I sat down. So I yeah. get up and I've had this – in this exact spot, had this issue before where enemies don't render right away. Like, they just aren't there. I started having that problem. I actually started using it to my advantage to fight a couple of <laughs> brothers the other night. Yeah. And so I move up the steps and the Night Sisters models rendered in, but, like, only their base model, which is just them T-posing. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and then their, their motions didn't render. <laughs> But the the fact that they were moving did so then so, I had two, <laughs> I had two night sisters t posing and hovering towards me, which was both the most terrifying that's like, and hilarious shit. That's like the best game glitch that I've heard since Black Flag. <laughs> you remember that with the ascendance of the jackdaw and like all the people just like floating up Have into the sky. Have you seen the complete gameplay of this before? Probably. The sentence of the ja- jackdaw? For those of you at home, <laughs> do, you, do, you, you do yourselves crying. a favor. Google ascendance of the jackdaw. It's so oh, funny. Uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. It's basically the, the rapture happens <laughs> to the jackdaw. And like, and it's hilarious. D- just like. You guys There's would have just... a ball watching fucking Skyrim memes. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just like horses falling up mountains. <laughs> that's, that's, that was my week. That was my week. Horses falling <laughs> up mountains. <laughs> anyway, talking about the plot of The Rise of Skywalker, horses fall up mountains. Yeah, yeah horses Kathleen falling up Kennedy surf Kennedy fired yeah. for including yeah. the horses. worst... <laughs> Horses falling. It's a female up horse. That's so the, it's that's, feminism. That's the second story. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jared. Yeah. Oh, you, was uh, and then the other one involves like the final boss fight. So I guess I won't talk about it right now. Good boy. Um, I didn't tell you how I had the one thing spoiled for me, so I'll tell that story later too. Yeah, because it's fuck. I'm ashamed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed because the game. It was another fucking glitch that did it. It, what? Not 
A glitch made me have to look something up, and when I looked it up, I saw it. Oh, okay. Not like the game glitched and, and a like, model was there that shouldn't have been there. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been incredible. <laughs> I wish that's what happened. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been amazing. Uh,. I'm trying to think of anything legitimately happened this week. <laughs> and all that matters is T posing Night Sister zombies. <laughs> yeah, I have I have good Hall of Heroes news, but that's for Hall of Heroes. Yeah, we uh, shows took breaks this week, and I'm happy. So, oh, I'm so happy for yeah. you. Um, you can breathe again. Yeah. Oh man, this whole weekend I took a crapshoot today. I have I have to write this th- a dialogue for my philosophy class. Oh man, it's like a thousand words. And he said, do at the end of November. And we had some confusion if that meant our last class for November, which was today, or just email it to him by the end of the month. And so I was like, he better mean the latter. Because <laughs> I just missed it. Yep. And I was right. Good. <laughs> I'm happy to hear oh, that. good. Yeah, I know the feeling. We had, for my professor, this is probably the hardest paper that I will have written in a while. Um, but it was due... The Monday I get back. So, like, I'm here for this week, and then Thanksgiving happens, and then I have until Sunday after Thanksgiving. And this paper was supposed to be due at 10 a.m. on Monday morning, which means I would have had to finish writing the entire thing over break, and that would have been awful. But I managed to sweet-talk him into pushing it back till Wednesday's class. He was disappointed, but I don't care. I got it done. (laughs) I'm happy for you. Good job. And the whole class was, like ready to give me their firstborn child raise you up in a fucking (laughs) yeah yeah. as payment careful he's a hero yep (laughs) he's just a kid i have a son his age (laughs) that might not be the exact quote it's about that (laughs) jared yes how was your week come to the collective (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now that Spencer's not doing a Poggle the Lesser impression. Uh, so, as you guys have heard before, I work at our local AMC now. And um, Frozen 2 came out this weekend. Oh my god, they already started putting Into the Unknown on loop, and not even the good version. And not the panic version? No, oh, it's the I'm version sorry. of the movie. Ugh. I haven't even heard Elsa's version yet. It's okay. Uh, I like I like Frozen One. I'm a, I'm a Disney guy, uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing it at some point. I it was just nothing but like very loud children coming into the lobby, and like they're kids and they're excited. Like I don't begrudge them that. Um, but they're loud about it. They're loud about <laughs> it, and like and shrill. The amount of Karens who like clearly were like regretting becoming parents. In the process, Did you say Karens. Yes. Yeah. Continue. That like, oh my god! Like there was this one lady who like legit screamed at her child like right in front of me, and I just I didn't know who to look at. I didn't know what to look at. I didn't know what to do. Like I was just like I was just like eyes just glued to my screen, just endure. And do you guys want to get any snacks today? Like. <laughs> Does anybody want caramel corn? <laughs> it was terrifying. It was. It was. It was. It's been a. It's been a hell of a week. Um, this Friday, I will be departing for the edge of the galaxy 
going it going uh to the to Batu, but in the Black Spire outpost. Curse you. And uh this coming next week's episode is gonna be our the trivia episode we recorded last month mm-hmm. when you yep. were in town. Yeah. I still need to edit that. Hey. So <laughs> Expect that. Uh, we'll be recording a new one so that we have another one banked up. So be sure to tune in for the continuation of Spencer and my trivia rivalry. Uh, that one actually has Darth Id on it. That That's happened right. on the, That was the same night we recorded the Revenge of the Sith audio commentary. That's right. Speaking of feels which. Feels like eons ago. <laughs> feels like 30. I stole your things, you always. Know? Oh, it's okay. There's, <laughs> there's plenty to go around. Yeah, there's plenty to go around. I just couldn't help myself. I'm used to having to do that kind of thing when you're not here. Uh, <laughs> that said, be sure to tune in for the Empire Strikes Back audio commentary that came out uh, last night at the time of the recording. We sit down with Ross from Beyond the Outer Rim to watch the Empire Strikes Back. I get way drunker than I meant to at the end of the episode. <laughs> and it was a great time had by all. Um, yeah. And then this week is Return of the Jedi, which we make. Oh, what was it? Shit. What was the drink? The the It was the it was Ewok, the Luke Skywalker. It was, it was It was something. Midori Midori vodka and Mountain Dew was the Luke Skywalker. Uh mm. so yeah, it was very good. Apparently that drink is uh, colloquial colloquially referred to as the panty dropper. Really? I didn't know that until I already decided on making it. I'm sure mine <laughs> yeah. would have dropped if I had worn them. Yeah. And we do that one with Ben Hart of the uh, Star Wars Underworld podcast. With that, let's get right into the news here. Uh, this beautiful little retrospective on Star Wars that uh, Lucasfilm put out the other day. It's very sweet. It has one of my favorite people on the goddamn planet in it. Uh, who, one of? One of. Try like all of your favorite people on the goddamn planet. <laughs> okay. I know who you're referring to. Specifically, who is not commonly ref- associated with Star Wars, but also, like, you guys aren't in it. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> How sweet. <laughs> um, I don't know. This one's really, like, visual dependent, so I don't know about if playing it is necessary. If you want to on game. It won't make, you're the one who made me pull it I up. I know, and then I realized it won't make like how... you cry unless you watch it. It's still nice to listen to, but just I, I say it we does just show tell us them a little bit of extra the... footage though, and that's what interests me. Is that I am still dead set that the reason Daisy Ridley is there's a lot going on with this first act of the Rise of Skywalker, and I'm like from the footage that we see of the first act. I am slowly starting to think that I am more intrigued by what happens in the beginning than what I am by the end. Ooh. Well, we really? Have, like, even, like, spoilers and leaks and whatever aside, we have a good idea of what's going to happen at the end of this movie. Like, conceptually, we know... There... Yeah. You know, a fight must happen. And people, good guys must win. Yeah. A, a and, ship battle must yeah. happen. A lightsaber fight must happen. The good guys are going to win. And somewhere Darth Sidious is just in the there. center of this cluster. Yeah, exactly. It's a very beautiful retrospective. Um, I got – because I'm a bitch. I got choked up almost immediately because um, that kind of stuff just gets me. Don't worry. Right I tried here. to beat it out of him. But the macho man, I can't do that. I can't. I thought I thought you when you said macho, I thought you were gonna start trying to do Randy Savage. Macho man, Randy Savage. 
<laughs> well, I was going to say Alpha, and I'm like, I can't Bone say Alpha. Saws ready. Mm. I can't Wrong say, show. I was like, I can't say Alpha because that's too far. <laughs> and, ugh. But yeah, it's really pretty. Um, Sensor, what was your favorite part of it? Um, I don't know. I think it might have been the, the part where I like looked over at you and I was like, were those the crown princes of oh. England fighting with lightsabers? And Jared said, why, yes, that was. That might have been my favorite. Jared, yeah. what was your favorite part um, of it? It was either the, like, watching them, watching, they had, like, a couple of clips of practice dueling. Oh, That's yeah. some of my favorite shit to watch. Oh, especially because, yeah. and I said this before and I will say it again, the way that the Battle of Heroes is shot damn near ruins that fight. Because if you could see from a wide angle, that's one of the reasons why I love the Praetorian Guard fight so much, is that that fight is mostly wide like, shot. Like, you can see the way everybody's moving. It's it's It can be a detriment a little bit. Yeah, it, to its detriment in and certain chunks, absolutely. Yeah. But, like, I love the I, – I, that fight with how frenetic and fast it is between Obi-Wan and Anakin, seeing that at that speed in a wide shot – and yeah. them just like colliding at each other, like spinning tops yeah. for most of that fight. So entertaining. It, it, like every time I see behind the scenes of that fight, it just I feel vindicated. Go ahead, ask me, because most people know what it is. What was your favorite part of the fucking Hamilton is in Star Wars? That was my favorite part. Unless he's playing, you know, dress up like the rest of us clowns. <laughs> On set? Why not? If I was invited to the set <laughs> of Star Wars... That's a little misleading. If I was invited to the set of Star Wars, I would probably be wearing a costume. Until they told me to, to and, not. To and, not. And that, that is how <laughs> just, very, very, very clickbaity just, set leaks happen. Just on the off chance that they say, hey, you want to be an extra? And I'd be like, why, yes. Thank In my you for Jedi asking. robes, yes, this won't be conspicuous. I don't know. I'll throw on like a... Uh, a poncho or something. Yeah, a, spa fucking, a space poncho. Fuck ponchos, man. I don't. I. I'm so upset that I hate. I wanted. I wanted. <laughs> one of my very few gripes with Fallen Order is the little outfit customization there is, especially with how bitching the lightsaber customization is. Like, I'm sorry. I hate the fact that my only customization options are like color palettes for the same jumpsuit. Oof. And ponchos, yeah. Because the because the poncho is almost a cape, but not. I did wear. And I need capes. I love my capes. Uh, On uh, my capes. return trip to uh, what's it called? First planet. Bagano. Bagano. I almost want to say Bonito or something, but I'm like, that's not fucking Bonito. Right. <laughs> um, I I had my rematch with Dos Frog. And Paratus? No. <laughs> and I fucking owned that bitch, and I wore that pink poncho with pride <laughs> for all of like two minutes and i was like i'm sick of this shit and i discarded it yeah, that, that color like just the way it melds with the rest of the game's environment it just hurts your the, eyes all the ponchos look like they're not rendering properly it they're might not. like it might just be my game but they look like like they don't have anytime there's a texture change it goes eh, yeah eh, 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 eh. okay here's the poncho also um the night sister's hair yeah, it does what it is. Like it just starts flopping out of constantly. <laughs> Marin's hair isn't that bad for me. It's it did it a couple times. It, it's like constantly all the time for me. It's so funny. I ship 
Marin and Cal so hard. I kind I see it a little bit. I don't I don't know if I'm totally into it, but I see. For it. a second, I was like Cal and the second sister. Like maybe it's like ge- it's kind of gender bent Raylo a little bit. Oh. And then he met Marin, and I'm like, nope, OTP. This is how it goes. <laughs> anyway, lots of fun stuff. I really love this uh, retrospective. I love seeing Daisy. That shot of Daisy Ridley with the oh fuck, what's it called? I for- I had it in my mind. And I forgot lightsaber no the thing the fucking the fucking action thing oh i don't know i i always called it the action the thing clap the clap it's, it's the, not the clap the it's clap <laughs> it's not that's something else entirely it's it's a slap clap clap slap a slapper clap a clapper clapboard 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 a, a, i don't a know slaps, if that's a right clapboard a, a um a slap timer a time slapper a, i think it's a it's not clap trap that does not that sound sounds right awful. That's, that's from borderlands <laughs> yeah and let's look it up um are you looking up clap trap because <laughs> you might want to go into incognito mode clapper <laughs> no that's a character thing. from borderlands oh, okay. it's the little it's robot the, thing that runs oh. around and was funny at first and now just speaks in fucking reddit shit posts a clapper board. Clapper board. That was close. I googled movie clapper thing, and, <laughs> and after several and after several adverti- advertisements from Amazon, we got a clapper board. Well, we need one of those boys. We do. Cookie cop is unentertained. Can we use cookie cop as one? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's got stabbed in the butt by my chair again. And. <laughs> Action! <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only you guys could see the visual. Uh, we, can, we can make the visual. We can. Just, we can do that at any moment. Picture a man whose head is only attached by a hinge at the back of his neck, opening himself open and being slapped now. shut again. Anyway, we've got some stories at yeah, some point today. This is a, yeah, this is a big we? one that Spencer's going to take point on. All right, so. Um, this is from the Hollywood Reporter. Dis- uh, uh, yeah, yeah, let me. Hit this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not used to doing this on Monday. I know. Anymore. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm completely thrown off. So, um, anyway, Star Wars uncertainty extends to Kathleen Kennedy's Disney future. The Lucasfilm chief has a director lined up for a 2022 film, even as she has yet to settle on the direction for the uh, Marquis franchise, evolving mythology. Or her own future. Blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Are there any fans more implacable, implicatable? Is that right? Did I get it right eventually? Let me me see the... It looks like implacable. Implacable? I think it's implacable. Is that really? That just looks so wrong to me right now. (laughs) Implacable. Implacable. There are... Are there any more... Implacable. Basically. (laughs) I'm just going to skip that whole paragraph. Thank you. The overreaching and billion do- <laughs> The overreaching and billion dollar questions for Disney. Where does the Star Wars universe go from here? Will Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy stay or exit? Will Disney CEO Bob Iger and film studio chief Alan Horn give her a chance to steer this bulky behemoth into a smooth flight path? And given the rocky recent past filled with fired and sidelined directors and aborted projects, 
projects, filmmakers would even dare would they even dare to take on the next phase just of Star Wars? Put a little Wars? bit more bass in your voice, and you just get Connery. Ask the comment on these topics. <laughs> Disney has nothing to say. Um, and Kathleen Kennedy, who is sixty six years old, ah. execute order sixty six. You guys there's remember real, the episode really... 66 of Dubak? That was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. At the end of this episode... Glow, boys. What? I I did not realize Kathleen Kennedy was also 66 years old. Yeah, yeah. she is she, a lot older than I thought she was. She's kept young by Disney. <laughs> <laughs> because she's feeding off of the life force of the franchise she's killed and destroyed. You sounded very Pennywise there for I a did, second. I did, I did. Hello, <laughs> the franchise she's destroyed. Anywho, yeah, so I just had a this, brilliant this, idea for a funny. <laughs> Mary Sue's also <laughs> down here, Georgie. <laughs> this this article derailed so quickly. We knew this was good. <laughs> we knew this would happen. Um, but anyway, um, trying to find some some good stuff here. Kennedy hasn't offered any specifics, but the new Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian, seems to provide a strong hint regarding her ideas on how to plot the future for Star Wars, if she's given the opportunity. Note that those plans involve a very limited role for Marvel Studios chief Kevin Feige, who is set to produce his own film and take on the franchise. Um, trying to find it. Is there anything good else in here? Yeah, um, creating a new mythology is, of course, the challenge that Disney faces with Star Wars. Kennedy is an experienced and competent producer, but she is not a creative visionary. She m made her name as producer for creative visionary Kevin Spielberg. Kevin? Did I just say Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I my brain filtered Steven, out. Steven's lesser known brother who actually <laughs> shot every movie Steven has credit for. Uh, Kevin I Spielberg. This is not my night. I'm used to, I, <laughs> I'm I'm used to recording on Tuesdays. I'm sorry everybody. I'm losing it. I can't I can't I can't, I keep looking at you and my brain's going Kevin Spielberg and I can't fucking not like I keep I keep resetting it. I cannot. Who the fuck is Kevin Spielberg? <laughs> I can't read any more articles. That, that was my only. <laughs> that was my only story for the night. <laughs> I still can't believe. I am so excited for Thanksgiving night when all of my family's like, hey, how's the podcasting on me? Like, well, my best friend's a fucking idiot and said Kevin Spielberg, so that was just fun. Just play them brain. the clip. Just play them the clip. Just play Kevin Spielberg. My hi, hi, the Bachman Stubbs family. My I can see, I can picture your dad shaking his head at me, like, under his breath, like, F an idiot. Like, I can't believe this. But, like, my brain filtered out the stee and went straight to the Ven of, of Steven. And I was just like, oh yeah, Kevin. And Spielberg didn't tip you off? I, like, the visual recognition was there. I was like, oh, duh, I know who that is. But my... There Hold was on. a disconnect between the brain and the mouth. I want to I wanna check and make sure everything's going right. 
Okay, <laughs> so that we don't lose that gem. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, we didn't lose any of that. All right, <laughs> everything's golden. <laughs> Best episode so, of the year, folks. I'm gonna just peruse this real quick and just make sure I, that we're getting everything. I we need. didn't hit any of the important stuff. <laughs> Is there anything important about? I mean, Kathleen Kennedy's fi- been fired eight times now. Kathleen Kennedy has been fired eight times now. Um, I'm just gonna take it from here. Sources say Kennedy has a film on deck for 2022, but not the one being developed by Ryan Johnson. And there's no announcement is planned until January, which was that was one of the big things that was gleaned from this article that everybody was freaking out about that, like the what the next movie is and who the next director will be will be announced in January. So this shows at least going into January, folks. Kennedy's contract is up in uh, is up in 2021, so whether or not she will be on the job when this film is uh, completed is not clear. Kennedy insists she's enjoyed running Lucasfilm, but in some ways it's hard to see how. She's, <laughs> she has had one of the hardest jobs in Hollywood, inventing stories under a white-hot spotlight and dealing in a universe where rabid fans have plenty of ideas, mostly about what they don't want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Can't relate. And, <laughs> and she was picked by Lucas before he sold Disney, not Iger. Uh, it's not hard to imagine that Iger would like to install his own choice to help uh, this. You turd. <laughs> I. Somebody get it. I'm going to. Ah! <laughs> did, I, did I get it? I'm scared to open this now. I've done the same thing to him before, so. Travis just stuck a refrigerated Coca-Cola can down the back of my shirt. Which, Hashtag not sponsored. Which then fell out of my shirt and was caught on the top of the chair somehow. Anyway, sorry. It's not hard to imagine that Iger would like to install his own choice uh, to head Star Wars and, you know, the $4 billion cost, $4 billion that went to buying Lucasfilm. It's also not hard to imagine that Iger has not enjoyed the negative noise around the fandom or the franchise despite uh, nearly $5 billion globally at the box office from Disney's four installments since 2015. Uh, so yeah, that's the big thing. Kennedy's contract is up in 2021, and I think simply put, the hardest thing about Kathleen Kennedy's future with Star Wars is the moment she decides that she wants to ride off into the sunset, how insufferable it's going to be with the amount of people who say we won. Yeah. That like, her wanting to be like, okay, I did my job. I did what I was hired to do. I did what George asked me to do. It's time to hang it up. I have led a like one of the most successful careers as a producer in the history of Hollywood. Like it's basically her and Feige. For if you ask me, like it's her and Kevin Feige. So, yeah, like I, I know a lot of people. There's been all the speculation about you know does it go to Filoni, maybe Favreau, whomever. You know, I just I I don't say this as from the perspective of like I'm trying to get rid of Kathleen Kennedy because you know she's the reason why this show can even exist. In part, I'm also very excited to like what a post Kathleen Kennedy Star Wars looks like, not because it is post Kathleen Kennedy, but like the amount of change that has to happen intrigues me especially if like you know like the mandalorian 
has been incredible. <clears throat> Fallen Order was incredible. The Rise of Skywalker, I I am like starting to get like the heart palpitations of excitement again. Again, yeah. you know, like it's <clears throat> you know, I I I want to see like it, it looks like Star Wars is finally starting to come into its own because it's taking it's finally taking advantage of like the multimedia landscape and it's full like more so than I think it was in the beginning. And I don't think that's necessarily a mistake made by anybody involved. It's just, it's, it's starting to come into its own. And we've, we've had gems along the way, <clears throat> but not like in such concentration where almost all the content that we're getting is agreeable. You know? Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that legends has been like sliced out of it, which is a shame in some, in some regard, but in, in you know, in another sense, that this, enables Lucasfilm to for this to be even remotely possible. They had to exactly, yeah, yeah. which is unfortunate in every way. But like it, it, it enables them to stay on the same page and interconnect their content in a way like they could never do without the regulation of yeah. um, cutting all the legend stuff out. And that goes to that one quote that came out from her. I don't even remember where this week. That everybody was kind of talking about and like was taken so out of context is how she was like, you know, oh, there's no source material for Star oh, Wars, but yeah, we didn't have yeah. any source material to work from. And then there's just been the meme of like Will Smith, like very grandly gesturing at like a giant pile of Legends books. Yeah. <laughs> like and still one of my favorite memes ever is like, it ought to be here, but it isn't. All of the Legends books that I've read are gravitating towards this spot, but they're gone. And it's like a little youngling. And it's like, Master, because Disney erased them from the archive memory. And that's like the first meme I saw after after Disney took over for Lucasfilm. And it's still one of my favorites. Because <laughs> it's funny. It, it is, like, is legitimately funny. But you know damn well those same people in a world where Disney went, hey – these books in particular aren't necessarily canon, but we're going to adapt a lot of these stories into our canon, would go, ah, they're just copying. They're ripping oh, yeah. it off. Yeah. They oh, yeah. want original storylines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, yeah. Like, and like that article said, like, and it's, you know, and it, it's it's a small chunk of the fandom. It not, not even, not, there's not, it's not a majority. It's not even some people, like, it's just a pocket of mm, the fandom yeah. that is just so fucking loud. Yeah. But they're just so loud and vitriolic that it's so hard to ignore it. But like, I'm sorry, as much as I love legend stuff, how do you make the the old Thrawn trilogy work on the big screen? It would how be do you so make Lauk Skywalker work on the big screen? How do you make Jeruis Sabayoth work on the big screen? Like there's just all these like it's like it's it's just so fucking weird. And I like weird Star Wars. I like that Star Wars is getting weirder. But old legends went from like pretty straightforward to Luke has a clone and Jeruus Sabayoth. Like we jokingly refer to the Jedi as space wizards. Jeruus Sabayoth is literally a space, space wizard. wizard. <laughs> and just fucking went full bore on that. When was the first time you heard space wizard to define a Jedi and you went, I'm going to start using that. Because I know exactly what it was for me. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like like the term has just grown on me so much, and like it's just like a because I for a long time I just said a longer version of it where I said like samurai monk space wizard, but like 
just saying Space Wizard is just so much more entertaining. There's this, you know, Dorkly, the yeah. YouTube channel, the, the old video of the guy that designed the Death Star before, like, you know, this is back before Disney had yeah. Lucasfilm. And he's talking about how it shouldn't have been possible to fire torpedoes down a ventilation shaft. And he's like, <laughs> but when I was designing the Death Star... I didn't count on fucking space wizards. And I was like, <laughs> can relate. I was like, yeah, that's I good. I like that. I feel like, you know, Jared, do you remember, I wrote this down in your stubby quotes file, but you didn't, exa- <laughs> you, didn't you didn't specifically say space wizards. You used the term space monks. Yeah. But I'll just, I'll just, I'll just read this. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Travis's mind that there's an archive. There is, there is a stubby quotes archive. Can we care? There are some real gems in there. I don't want. To, I don't want to. I just want to know if there's a possibility to cancel him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like can we effectively me to him somehow. <laughs> okay, we're not. Oh, oh. Um. <clears throat> well, here's the. We'll we'll give like a greatest hits in a second. But here's the the quote. Here's the quote <laughs> that pertains. <laughs> To this conversation. You have an idea how horrified I am right now? <laughs> no, no, I'll only pick the good ones. Don't worry. He said, now I realize we're dealing... Now, I don't even remember the context for this. Which makes what most we were talking of about. funnier. He says, quote, now I realize we are dealing with a galaxy in which kinetic space monks with energy swords are a thing. But I refuse Tele- to I accept... I think I said telekinetic. You did. What did I say? You said just kinetic. Telekinetic kinetic space better. I can't read today. It's in here. <laughs> anyway... Now, I realize we're dealing with a galaxy in which telekinetic space monks are with energy swords are a thing, but I refuse to accept a reincarnation of a character who doesn't deserve it. End quote. I don't even remember what we were talking about. I feel like it might have been, this was like senior year of high school. So that might have been Star Wars Rebels. I don't remember what it was, though. But anyway, um... That Here's sounds some, like a really spicy hmm. take that I had, and I'm like really interested in whom I may have been referring to. Um. <laughs> okay, here are a couple of greatest hits here. Um, I won't. Okay, here. Quote. <laughs> should, it's the top one. Should I say the name, or should I make up a new one? We'll just call him Jeff. Nope, nope, no. Say the name because th- there's no last name given and okay. only the people we know okay. who listen to the show will know who it's referring to. Quote, Nick, push your glasses up. You look like a horny librarian. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> um, oh, no. Okay, here's a pretty good one. Quote, I drank like four bangs in one day at Journeys, and that was the day corporate came in. So by seven o'clock, I was like phasing in and out of this dimension. Um, Guys, we're, we're one story into this episode. <laughs> here, we go. here we go. This is one of my personal favorites. Sorry. Oh Quote, in other words, I'm slinging canes so that Snowball can have the comfiest of kitty beds and the fanciest of feasts. Best episode ever. One of my favorites that we say all the time still. That's bullshit. I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody out in these streets. We we say that all the time. Got no one in these streets. 
Uh, the origin of that you... was Joel making a bullshit call in Trivial Pursuit in your favor. Quote, I will let you, Jesus, and Ryan Johnson take the wheel in no particular order after <laughs> I've had some water. I, <laughs> I don't even remember that is so what we were talking that is about. so unbrand. I remember saying none of this <laughs> shit. Anyway, you guys want to talk some Star Wars news? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... I <laughs> Spencer I'm sorry just re- I don't even remember the, that last the, one happening The last one? Just read it Not, You don't have to read it out loud In fact, you know what, no. go ahead <laughs> Read it I, out loud I can take an Uber This dick is on delivery <laughs> If you give Give a motherfucker a day in advance, you get that Amazon Prime shit. I was like, we need to move on, but that was worth it. That was worth every minute. There's a song I need to hear to understand the context of that. <laughs> I love how we're all crying. <laughs> I could take an Uber. This dick is on delivery. <laughs> it's coming out of you. Why would you try to take a train? <laughs> Clean up on aisle Travis. <laughs> I think the I, thing that makes most of me so funny is like it's the ultimate testament to how committed I am to a bit at any given moment. It's, it's like, so true. <laughs> most of these were like, <laughs> oh man. I started taking a sip, and then you started reading, and I wasn't ready. Oh man, they get better and better too. <laughs> I'm getting older as uh, they go. <laughs> I almost did a uh, full on like spray spit take, but I was like, I was gonna go right into Spencer's computer. I can't. Oh man! You guys want to talk about uh, actual Star Wars news? Empire. Yeah, stuff. let's let's talk about some. We we Travis, called you can it. Take point on that. We called it. This episode is gonna be a disaster. <laughs> I don't even want to know how far in we are. 42 minutes. Oh, oh Jesus man. Christ. We, we need a lightning round. That's it. what I was trying to tell you before we, you made me do a spin <laughs> take again. <laughs> we have done one story. Well, two. Oh. It's special, though. We got All Spencer right. in house. All right. <laughs> Although that second story got interrupted halfway through by Kevin Spielberg. <laughs> Sorry again about that. Uh, we're just going to lightning round because it's all images for this. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker sequel trilogy heroes reunite in exclusive image, which you only realize is strange after, like, when on the realization that, like, for the most part, they've never been in the same room together, I don't think. For the most part, they've all, like, they've all been, like, in orbit of each other, and, like, I hate, I, I am, I don't like the criticism of, like, oh, they don't spend that much time together, like, 
Han, Luke, and Leia don't spend that much time together as a unit either. Like, all three of them are only together for maybe, like, for, like, escaping the first Death Star and on screen on Endor for a little bit. Like, I'm okay with them having off-screen adventures. Like, it gives you more story opportunities. Right. So I'm fine with that. However, this picture, I think, is from that other one from the the behind-the-scenes reel that they showed at Celebration. That I'm just simply going to refer to as Red Light Gate. Oh. Where everybody was losing their minds because there's a shot of like Poe and Finn looking very like kind of like what the hell is going on kind of expression on their face. With some red light. Ooh. Well, they're like what the hell is going on expression on their face. From the other pictures and different angles, it looks like they're on Pasana. Ray has the lightsaber out and ignited and you see a red light reflecting in 3PO's head. Uh-huh. Now, a lot of people have been hypothesizing that perhaps it's Kylo Ren. Because there's also that shot from the behind-the-scenes stuff that is Adam Driver standing in the in the middle of the desert set, like literally having his hair and cape blown in the wind. And As that you people do. and people like kind of trying to posit whether or not he is coming with like open arms to the resistance and like maybe this is the moment where he's like hey um Sidious is back and this is getting out of control we need to coalesce and fight this like together right now because I'm this isn't good or if it's a first it's it's first contact between Rey and Ben since the last Jedi whatever it may be that perhaps him standing in the desert being mixed (laughs) with the fact that you can see a red light glowing in 3PO's head and this picture showing that, like, Finn and Poe have blasters drawn and are ready to go to town. Maybe they're seeing Kylo and they're like, oh, shit. Like, you know. Yeah. Which, can't blame them. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, it's only it's not like uh, Kylo mutilated one and tortured the other. But. So we that's got a slew of Empire covers. Yeah. Um, two gorgeous. Of, have yeah. you seen the Empire magazine covers? Here. Uh, actually, if you just pull up, uh, I think you go on Star Wars' Instagram real quick. Yeah, uh, so we have two different ones of different sets of Resistance people. Yeah. One of Kylo and the Knights of Ren. One of Luke and Leia, which is my favorite. I I always, I've always loved that photo of them. <laughs> it's so good. Um, this image of Dark... Oh, no, this is about the character posters. Never mind. Because uh, the Dark Ray image from the character posters isn't there in this like list. That's not one of the character posters. That's one of the covers. Is it? Yeah. Uh, that's so good. We got the character posters too, but like, yeah. it's what it's what the characters look like. Yeah. Uh, and then the one that Jared has been nutting his pants over for like twenty four seven, of uh, Kylo and Ray holding their lightsabers overlapping each other. Yeah, and it's quite beautiful. And the glow yeah, is, is creating uh, Sidious's face if you look closely. Yeah. Um. Quite lovely. I just love the fact that uh, Empire Magazine is just publishing Raylo art at this point. Because <clears throat> yeah. and then we got mm. one. We're gonna have a whole lot of Cookie Cop cosplayers really soon. Is what's gonna happen. <laughs> we got one more exclusive image of uh, Sith troopers from Empire. Yeah, it's just them marching. Looks like looks. Yeah, neat. they look on film. They look just as intimidating as I was hoping they would. That red is very striking. Yeah. Um, real quick, I don't want to dive too deep into it, and I didn't have it listed in the notes. The big TV spot that came out over the weekend. Did you see it, Spencer? No. 
Real quick, uh, the TV spot, just because it ties in with some of the images we've been seeing. Uh, well, there was two big TV spots. Uh, there was one that shows that Ray. I'm starting to think that whenever the Vader helmet is being destroyed in the trailer, I'm starting to lean towards it happening in combat. Mm-hmm. That or your or Travis, you're right with your theory that they're kind of. Do, you want to re-explain your theory, so Spencer can hear what you said. I can before. remember any of it. Um, so the fight on the Death Star wreckage is in the beginning of the movie. In that fight, Kylo explains that Kylo is separated from the rest of the, the First Order. Because we see how they get separated and then they end up yeah. in the throne room. Yeah. He explains that, hey, shit's going down. I need your help to beat Sidious. I know you don't trust me. Please trust me. And then in that process, Chewie gets captured. Yeah. Um, because which, we see Chewie's bandolier in the room with the, with the yeah. Vader statue. And later in the shot from the trailer where they're running, or Finn, Poe, and Chewie are running, Chewie's naked. So... And by naked, you mean he just doesn't, doesn't have, have his bandolier. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> right. So in Kylo hears that they've captured Chewie and he's like, I will help you bust Chewie out. We have to make it look like a struggle happened. This is how I'm going to prove myself to you guys. Something along those lines. Uh, we also got confirmation that the the shot that you've been referring to as Kylo Ren is Batman that I've never quite agreed with, but we'll accept. It's just he's, it's, it, in he's motion, perched and the cape is blowing. In motion, now I agree with you. Thank you. Like, seeing it happen, because now we've seen that whole scene, she is jumping to the Falcon. But seeing him, like, brace himself the way he does, it's not, like, out of surprise. Like, he knows it's coming. Yeah. So, now I'm going to say, yes, okay, he kind of looks like Batman. <laughs> Fuck off. It's the cape blowing action in him being, like, like all that's missing is a gargoyle. <laughs> Anytime I want to like dispute the fact that I agree with you now, I'm just gonna start using one of those quotes. By the way, <laughs> this dick is on delivery. <laughs> Give me one day's notice, you get that Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime shit. shit. <laughs> that's all their shit from Empire in the TV spot. Yeah. Well, there was that one, and then there was one that came out over the weekend. Uh, one of which shows the Knights of Ren. And, like, everybody keeps joking about how that shot, like, and I normally avoid TV spots, but I heard that there was, I saw the two shots that everybody's been talking about made me watch it. And one is the Knights of Ren standing on top of a desert hill. So I think it's happening during the Pasana chase. And another one is Kylo in that forest from, like, when he was, like, scoop slamming the guy in the very first trailer. Yeah. Of him, like, reversed grip, stabbing a dude, and then, like, reaching over, like, looking, doing some type of yeah. telekinesis, assume. Um, which, first of all, like, please, God, give me the Kylo Ren action I've been waiting for. If there's on a very short list of complaints, legitimate complaints that I have about the sequel trilogy, it's that I miss the prequel's way of showing Force user action. Like that very frenetic, like I think that's one of the reasons why I have such a like deep nostalgia for Phantom Menace, like the scene aboard the droid control ship of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon just fucking mowing through battle droids and just the fanfare and just just blocking blaster bolts and cutting through dudes and stuff. That's just so much fun to watch. And I love 
Kylo Ren's style of fighting so much. And I, I, I love his presence, the way he moves. Like there's just like this primal nature to him that I want to see that of him. And like that shot of him, like between him, like running and scoop slamming the guy. And then now we have the shot of him running the dude through and then assumedly like force pushing somebody else. That just looks so cool to me. And I think we're finally going to get the A, the force wielder action I've been waiting for B, but specifically with my favorite character. So really interesting stuff. You guys can look at the TV spots and stuff at your leisure. Those are the parts of it that interested me specifically. Um, And I just I'm really again, like the sequence of events is completely throwing me. I can't figure out what's happening when. Like, I was talking all this game, like, oh, I want to be able to do with The Rise of Skywalker what I did with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and, like, call the movie a week before it comes <laughs> out now that, like, I speak into a microphone every week about Star Wars for a couple thousand people. But I don't think I'm going to be able to. Like, I, I can't I can't even figure out, like, where the, what the sequence of events is. So I'm, it excites me even more. And the fact that it looks like Ben and Ray are going to go head to head a couple times, which is what I was hoping for. Makes me very happy as well because I want to see him in a fight where he is not being held back by injury and having just killed his father, Han Solo. <laughs> we love John the Outlaw Roca here on the Do Back Discussion podcast. However, we gotta meme him. We have to do it to him. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> anyway, uh, we also got eight new images from Entertainment Weekly, as well as some more sweet covers. Um, one of Ray in the forest during her little training bit. Um, one of Kylo with the First Order, like surrounded by stormtroopers. This is like probably in the same scene as the Batman stance. Yes, certainly. Um, one of Finn and Janna in a field. Moving on. <laughs> One of some resistance peeps, including my boy Poe Dameron. Poe Hot Dameron. And Rose and Finn and others. One of General Pride. One of some troopers on a march. Uh, snow troopers are in the mix there, too. Uh, a kind of like rotation of the shot we got from Empire. That's the, you know, it's Chewie, Finn. Oh, it's Chewie instead of C-3PO in this one, but it's Chewie, Finn, Poe, and Ray. Ray's got the lightsaber ignited. Oh, yeah. Like red light game. <clears throat> the image of Poe and the Falcon that we talked about before. Yeah. Um, And then the covers are all representative of each trilogy. Yeah, is... those ones are really cool. Um, Did you see those Entertainment Weekly covers? Yeah, mm-hmm. these ones. They look very nice. Yeah, I like them a lot. I, the edit of the sequel trilogy one with Kylo having a beard. <clears throat> oh yeah, girls. I don't. I can't remember who Girls to Sabers said they found it from, but they retweeted a really cool edit of the thing where he's like in Jedi it, armor with a green saber and a beard, and it's it's you he know looks that's so my good. stuff. He looks yeah, so yeah, good. You know, you know that's my. Oh, you know. I, I'll try to find. I it. I swear to God, if they if. I like, I literally I saw that and I said please it was like just give him a blue lightsaber and I will start working on the cosplay tomorrow. Yeah. Like I will like I will base an entire costume and what would probably be a significant investment in that costume Found based it. on fan art. Look at this. 
That's some shit I do in a heartbeat. Oh. That's some shit I want you to do anyway. <laughs> it's so good. Stubby, you know how much I like the armored Jedi aesthetic? Ooh, it just looks so good. <laughs> just make that saber blue, and I'm sold. Snappy. Uh, but yeah, that's all the images. They all look nice. I'm... The more stuff I see, the more I just want to see the fucking movie. Me too. I'm so ready. Um, and I'm going to cry so much. You know what else I want to see? What? Kenobi and uh, Deborah Chow, just who directed the most recent episode of Mando. Yes. Talked Kenobi. Someone else take it because I've done two in a row. I got it. Not me. <laughs> yeah, we'll have I'm another afraid. Uh, whoops. My jacket's still wet from that spit take. <laughs> What's making me nervous, like, I see that, I realize he's playing Galaxy of Heroes right now, and, like, he pulled out his phone, and for a hot second, I thought he was just going to, like, interject with another quote. Yeah. Like, I thought he was just going to interject with more shit I don't remember saying. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Some other time, maybe. Star Wars The Mandalorian director reveals her plans for Kenobi. The future of the galaxy far, far away is, is bright, especially after the success of Star Wars: The Mandalorian. Because of that, uh, because of that's because of that show's impact, I hope you're not rubbing off on me. Uh, Aww, on the Disney Plus streaming service, it is <laughs> it is clear that there is a demand for live action Star Wars shows in the franchise. Uh, this bodes well for the upcoming series that are being planned, including uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi show and the Cassian Andor episode. Um, there is a a uh, bit of misinformation, not misinformation. They uh, have it something wrong in here. They said that episode three was the child. Episode three was the sin. Uh, child recently spoke with the New York Times about her uh, work on Mandalorian, especially about uh, working with actor Werner Herzog and his love of uh, the baby Yoda, uh, whom we here on Dubac Discussion will more, most often be referred to as Yiddle. <laughs> I'll probably still say baby Yoda. Oh, yeah. Baby Yoda is probably going to be what's said, but I, the official stance is It surprises is me. I've had a lot of people come up to me and be like, so, like, what's the what's the name of the species? Like, we know it's not really Yoda, right? And I was like, well, no. no it's not Yoda. That's why we're calling it baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm surprised the number of people that aren't, like, us into Which it. Which I'm yeah. excited to have that conversation with you because from your Mando talk that you sent Oh, Sam yeah, Yoda, that's right. I fundamentally disagree with you. What did I say? That you that don't you, want baby Yoda's uh, Yoda species name to be revealed. Oh, I absolutely do not. Yeah. Later, later. Later. We don't have time. Later. Yeah, save that for when we get to that segment. Uh, one of the biggest benefits that I got spending the last year in the Star Wars universe is I had great mentors uh, coming in under John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Absorbing that, I feel like it was the best training I could have to take on the next one, Chow explained. So much of it, just feeling how it just feeling it and understanding it on an instinctual level to know what's right and to know what's wrong with it. And there's so much knowledge, every prop, every costume, it's important. Every detail really matters. Uh, Chow will be collaborating with Hassan Amini, who previously spoke with discussing film and explained why the show will work better as a Disney plus series than a new spinoff movie. I think because of what we were speaking about before, the situation is so complex for him personally and in the way, and in, in a way, the state of the galaxy we sort of need to explore it and see – I'm sorry. I keep like bubbling up because I drink too much soda too quickly. And to be honest, there are loads of stories within that period as as well. It's quite a few years, Armini said. There is so much going on between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. It hasn't been explored. The idea of being able to go into a character journey plus the politics and plus all the vastness of the Empire and what's going on is exciting because it is just – 
exciting just because it feels like a proper period of history. And sometimes that is hard to do in two hours, which I agree with. There's no release date planned for Obi-Wan Kenobi yet, but fans can uh, catch new episodes of The Mandalorian every Friday on Disney+. Plus. Uh, other stories are lined up here. We got the clip and the funny story. Okay, uh, we can lightning round those uh, so we can like segue into Mando, talk a little smooth, uh, somewhat more smoothly. Without getting too into it, because uh, I don't know how many people are listening who don't have access to Disney+, Plus, because uh, we love you, Scotland. Nothing but good things from Scotland. Nothing but good things. I also love how nothing but good things from Scotland is like our version of This is the Way. This is That's the way. true. Like every uh, time speaking, we've said it, every time we've said nothing but good things from Scotland, everyone, everybody else who's on the pod starts saying it as yeah, well. Yeah, that's right. Is it, um, but interestingly enough to our, our, our buddies in, in Scotland over there, uh, the term paper that I'm currently slaving over is about the Jacobite rebellions there of, you go. of 15 and 45. So, so Disney, watch coming, your backs. Send Disney yeah. <laughs> Plus over to the UK. Pronto. Pronto. Because we uh, have that kind of pull. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get paid by Disney to say the things that we do. Um, I going off of this last episode of The Mandalorian makes me so excited that the person who directed that is going to have so much creative control over Kenobi. Over Kenobi. Absolutely. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I, I, it just excites me very much. Like, getting to see what everybody has in mind is just so exciting and exhilarating to me. This I, I'm I I did not expect my excitement for Kenobi to go up, and I didn't think it could, and here we are. Yeah, it's a very exciting stuff, uh, and I also very much agree that there is so much going on with Obi Wan that telling it just within the confines of a movie does it a disservice. So, yeah, like I said, I, w- I really want to see uh, I want to see a different kind of western, like with the Mandalorian. Like we're seeing the. Wah, wah, wah. And I kind of want to see something a little bit more like... Like Tales of Wells Fargo, more uh, Bonanza kind (laughs) of... I mean, mean, a little bit more on like the side of like... a Little House on the Prairie. No. (laughs) (laughs) Little House on the Prairie if they hell had PTSD from a galactic genocide. That sounds really uncomfortable. I think that's the point. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just... I like the Western feel. Yeah. Especially on Tatooine, which is just like there are very few planets in the Star Wars galaxy that are more badlandsy. I just want something more like emotional for Obi-Wan. Not that the Mandalorian has been devoid of that, but like I want that whole show to be dripping in Obi-Wan's depression. Yeah. <laughs> for like I like I said before, like I want to see how we go from Ewan McGregor to Alec Guinness. I want to see the moment that happens when he starts referring to himself as a Jedi in the past tense. Yeah. Um, yeah. With that, real quick, uh, we have the 30-second clip of The Rise of Skywalker that was released. Uh, literally skip ahead. thirty uh, About, I'd say skip ahead a minute or two if you want to stay completely spoiler-free. But this is a 30-second clip from t <laughs> I 
I love the pacing of that joke. Like oh, it, they fly now. Like, I just, they I love fly the, now. They, they fly, fly now. Yeah, like it's very like holy Christ, I'm so afraid, and it's like. What the heck? Like it's just, it's like it's, like, it's it's the terror, the confusion, and then the fuck it. Of course, this is happening. Like it's very like the like yeah. pose is very much that uh that one John Mulaney joke where he's like oh said well adult life is already so goddamn weird why the hell not like <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's very much that kind of reaction from Poe. The first time I watched the clip, I thought the thing like catapulting the first trooper up. I thought they actually hit it, and that was an I, accident. Yeah, <laughs> I took yeah, the second one. I love one. the fact that the. Those like I think they're called track bikes or something like they have. I, they look about that looks about right. Yeah, yeah. They, they have they they had a name like displayed for it at celebration. I love the fact that it, like it's designed to like launch jet troopers. <laughs> like that is so cool and like and it's a great like in combat. Like if you had like a cavalry of those like track bikes, yeah, coming at you. It's like a chariot, and you have yeah, like and you already have like blasters mounted on that bike to fire at who you're going at and then okay shit we're trying to cover up up front and then boom launch them and now you have death right. from above come with me on this journey okay oh boy in a fight may, may it, i may i come along yes well? of course of course oh, thank you so in a, they're fighting these stormtroopers and they got to keep it's a speeder chase yeah two members of the resistance will say ray and finn take out stormtroopers <laughs> and steal this bike and as Ray's driving and Finn's on the back blasting, Ray goes, what does this button do? Boink. Hits button and flings Finn across the fucking <laughs> desert. In front of the track bike, Ray runs him over. I was like, oh, no. Oh. I was going to say, even better, because it's Disney, she launches him off the track bike. You cut to a, like an extreme wide shot. And as Finn's silhouette is like flying through the Pasana skyline, you just hear, <laughs> it is Disney. It is Disney. And he lands like better. It's a Wilhelm. Yeah, that or Will, Will, Goofy Screech or Wilhelm. <laughs> and then he like lands head first in the sand and he's buried from the waist up, upside down. Yep. And they have to come by on like the Jabba skip speeder and suck Ooh, his, his feet. His, you know, anyway. That, that's the journey I want to take you guys on. I loved it. When is the next one? Um, <laughs> maybe in a little bit. We'll see. Next time they release a clip. Uh, but yeah, I, I, really cool clip. Really excited for the action. I love like the intensity is already there and it excites me. Like, and you made the joke about it, but like the fact that like like it didn't feel like we shoot, you shoot, we shoot, you shoot, we shoot, you shoot. That like other Star Wars fights have. Yeah. Like you say, like Ray was just spraying and praying. Yeah. That and blaster like seemed to be firing faster than I remember it firing in. She might have modified well, it. It, it helps when you know how to turn the safety off. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Get wrecked. But, I mean, she did. <laughs> also, Chewie's bowcaster fucks. Yeah, Chewie's bowcaster yeah. specifically. Absolutely. But, like, I just love that shot of her just, and she's also, it's it's a great character moment though. Like, like all joking aside though, with like the way she uses the blaster on Takadana. Like, put those scenes next to each other. Like, she's struggling to turn off the safety. She she shoots it, puts it down, kind of stumbles, and then shoots again. And, like, you know, like the, the, there was the one meme that you and I laughed very hard at when the movie came out. Like, oh, obviously Ray is a Skywalker because she, too, makes a ridiculous face while she's shooting a blaster. Yeah. <laughs> like Leia and Luke. Mm -hmm. And, like, and she, like, has that, like, the fucking pufferfish face when she shoots at the stormtrooper. But... 
And then whenever Kylo comes, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Now, maybe she modified the blaster to like shoot it like what seems to be some type of semi-automatic Star Wars version of that, whatever. But now you have her like not making like going like puffer face out of anticipation. And she's like, like she's just she's just ready to like turn stormtroopers into Swiss cheese at this point. She's not worried about it. So I think it's a great moment for her. And anybody who thinks that she's not had any character development, you've not been watching the movie. I've not been paying attention. Spencer? What? Is Do I need to take like a bathroom I, break or something? I, I really want you no. to give this story a shot. I believe in you. you. Oh, you want me to read it? I really want you to read the, oh. the, the, this very funny story. Oh, man. I believe I'm in gonna you. I'm going to make it funny for the wrong reasons. <laughs> All right. This is from Variety. J.J. Abrams reveals real Star Wars Rise of Skywalker script ended up on eBay. I'm taking it slow. <laughs> I'm, I'm begging that you don't, both for the comedy and because we're at an hour eight. Oh, wow. Okay, here we That's go. That's not too bad. No, it's not. We made up a lot of time. Yeah. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker doesn't arrive in theaters until December 20th, but some savvy fans almost got a chance to find out the conclusion to the Star Styles. Motherfucker. <laughs> Skywalker saga the motherfucker early. Motherfucker saga early. <laughs> <laughs> Written and directed by Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Do it, Disney. Yeah. You won't. I dare you. Disney and Lucasfilm go through great lengths to keep anticipated movies shrouded in secrecy, but direct, director J.J. Abrams revealed to Good Morning America on Monday that a real script ended up on ebay quote one of our actors i won't say which one i want to but i won't left it under their bed and it was found by someone who was cleaning their place jay abrams said it was given to someone else who went to sell it on ebay so we know that tom holland will be in star wars the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> either no. either him or mark or mark, mark ruffalo. ruffalo no because no, here's the thing if it was one of them the last time they were on fallon or kimmel just tom holland would have been like so yeah so ray and kylo ren killed the emperor and then kylo ren turns back like he just would have said it just boom like outright <laughs> so it's like ruffalo we all die <laughs> <laughs> so continuing with the uh, article a disney employee spotted the for sale item before anyone could get their hands on it and quote got it back before it sold abrams explained quote with all the secrecy uh, with all the security, you have to be careful. Abrams also shared that Rise of Skywalker went through routine reshoots and wasn't completed until Sunday. Quote, you see something and think that could be clearer and that could be a little better. Uh, if you have the ability to fix the piece, you take advantage of that, he said. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, he, he says that it's scary to close out the Skywalker saga. Quote, I care about it so much. It means a lot to a lot of people. Uh, us included. We felt the pressure, but the opportunity was always greater than the challenge. Um, yeah, I like so that. That's I, I like that phrase. The opportunity is greater than the challenge. All right, where Blaze Bats? Who do you think it was? Oh, do you think he'll? Do you think we'll ever actually find out? I don't know. We may. We, we may. We Maybe may, like jokingly in an interview, like there, like someone might out themselves when the junket like really starts in a like about a week. Maybe on Camel. Like that would be a really like good on, time. Like on Kimmel like, yeah. or Colbert or whoever. Like Driver was just on Colbert. Well, I was saying Kimmel because but. like they do like the big Star Wars one on ABC since it's owned by Disney. Yeah. Um, it'll it'll probably come up as a question and jokingly like they'll be like, oh, it was probably so and so. 
and then we'll find out who it was. Mm. I don't think it was Adam. No, it was definitely not Adam Driver. He's on the move too much. Most of the people in this <clears throat> cast are working so much that there's no way that they left it under a specific bet. Unless they've been moving around so much, they just it's hard to keep track of everything. But I think I, I know, but when the way he says that they're cleaning their place implies that it was at their home. Maybe, well, my money. Yeah. I'm down to Anthony Daniels, Mark Hamill, or Ian McDermott. The OGs. Wow. I think it may have been one of them. And Hamill. I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards Hamill. Hamill. I'm leaning towards it being Mark. <laughs> Love you, buddy. If it's some, if it's one of the OGs, it's Hamill. If it's one of the newbies, it's Daisy. Ooh, that's, but, but was, that's my call. Seemed, the article seemed rather pronoun specific. Did it not? I, said, thought, I, I won't thought mention said, who they are. But he we left don't his use script pronouns under the blah, in this blah, house, blah. Spencer. Hold on. What did he? I'm pr- no. I, I, did no. they not? Well, he said one of our actors, but that isn't necessarily male yeah. specific. I, okay, you, you got a point. Um, hold on. Yeah. Oh, wait. Left it on. Yeah. They, if he uses they them pronouns and then actor, he was very. Yeah. He was very good about. He it. was very okay. Mm. I'm still leaning towards Mark Hamill. I feel like I it was Mark it. Hamill. That would be really fucking <laughs> that funny. That would be funny. He's got... <laughs> it just adds so much to his character. Not to Luke Skywalker's character, to Mark Hamill. to Hamill's. Jake Skywalker. Fucking... To taller Luke. To bigger, bigger Luke. Big... Oh, I always say To that. mecker to, Luke. To me- <laughs> <laughs> All right, where are we at here? Is it um, time for Mando Fallen talk? Order talk? No, uh, Mandalorian. We're going to oh. do Fallen Order at the very end. Oh, so As like a little end bit. Yeah. Okay. Spencer, well, what? Since you're here and since it is I'm part here. of your nickname, yeah. As our Mandalorian, as our Mandalorian, this Mandalorian, episode must have been like fucking orgasmic for you. It was basically that. Yeah, basically that. Um, Both in the non-sexual and sexual sense. Yes, like I, I could. Fe- I watched it today for the first time. I had. Oh, I, thought, I was ooh. so I was so busy all weekend, and. Uh. Fucking, I watched it today, and watching a couple scenes, I was like, Spencer lost his shit here. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. Okay. Okay, I've got mostly good things to say, and a couple not... I, a couple I didn't love it things to say. Mostly, I absolutely love Mandalorian warrior culture. It is like... I'm a big history guy, so it's like the ancient Greeks, but in space, with jetpacks and blasters and even cooler armor well first of all like the spartans basically just wore loincloths and capes yeah they didn't have actual armor besides their big naked and capes yeah but anyway so i absolutely adore the idea of the mandalorian warrior culture it is so distinctive by nature and i am a big fan like i have written more than a couple papers on culturally distinct military people like i just finished a term paper on the union irish brigade from the civil war that stuff fascinates me i am in a scottish highlander reenactment unit this stuff fascinates me to have like an entire warrior culture that is so specific to a single planetary system yet is recognizable everywhere excites me i love it it has both the universality of like the stormtroopers but it's also got like it is so 
niche for that system that it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't dream of trying to wear it in public it's like you know, i I'm trying to, it's like me wearing a Buffalo Bills jersey down in Pittsburgh. Like I just, I can only get away with it if I'm an hour away. You know, my dad and I were at, like I said, we were at the sport, we were at Sharky's to watch the Bills game. And the waitress comes up and she's like, yeah, we've got the, the, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers buffet over there. Um, if you'd like. And my dad and I kind of look at each other and we're, and, and we're both thinking it. And I just ask him like, are we allowed that? Don't you have to be a Steelers fan to eat at the Steelers buffet? <laughs> we ended up eating. The wings were fabulous. But anyway, I love the Mandalorian warrior culture. I think the best version of it that I have seen so far is in season five of Clone Wars. I think here's here's where I'll give it the caution. I'll start with the critique because it it's like... I think what you're about to say is easier to explain if you start at your critique. Right. It's like... There's so much of it that I adore, it's going to be easier to just identify what I don't like. I think they are leaning a little bit too much into the, like, keep the helmet on at all times thing. And I had this discussion with you yesterday. Yeah, and you I want brought to up reiterate like, what you, I you, said. You brought yeah. up, like, this is, it's it's food for thought. And it could be, because as we know, like, the Mandalorians are subcategorized by clan. Much like the Scots that I adore so very, very much. They've got their own specific customs, their own specific armor patterns even. It's like, you know, having your own kilt, like your your set clan tartan yeah. in your own castle from your own part of, you know, it's, this, it's the same idea. Yeah. And so I can give some leeway if it is established at some point that this is like a clan and look it up on the internet. I'm a, just going to say it. Scottish clans have crests. They have um mottos yeah some of them in latin some of them in gaelic but they have mottos and they have their specific tartan pattern and this is all part of the clan identity so to that in that and they all have customs too yeah um so if this if it is the clan identity that the mandalorian belongs to to always keep on your helmet to you know, live underground all the way. Like, this is the way. Is this a Mandalorian's phrase or is this j- like the clan phrase? Yeah. Um, either one, like, I would be more okay with the clan phrase because it's like the danger with creating an ep- like a, a new TV show about a specific guy who belongs to a specific culture is, you know, if you try to be too creative, it sticks out a little bit. So, you know, like someone like me who watched the Clone Wars religiously and really leaned into the Mandalorian subplots like half the time Prey Vizsla doesn't have his helmet on half the time Bo-Katan does not have her helmet on most of the standard foot troopers keep their helmets on but I would say that's more for the sake of the animation you know like yeah, don't, don't waste energy not, where you don't have to you're not to. making faces that don't need to be animated up until this point like Jango Fett on on freaking Geonosis that's up for debate though uh, is it, he's in a public place? No, I'm it, saying I'm like, saying he's in a fucking battle that, arena. The, the old guy who was like double dealing under the table against Satine. Oh, Remember when he first shows oh, up, he disavows Merrick. Are you talking Merrick? I don't think whatever his name was. I can't remember what it was. The, he, the blackmail or the the black market fella. No, not him. The, who are you talking about? The older dude who was like I think he was one of Satine's 
like advisors or whatever. Prime minister? Whoever it was, the older dude. Olmec. Olmec. I was close. Yeah, Prime Minister Olmec. How he disavowed Jango. He was like, Jango Fett was never a Mandalorian. He wore, he wore the outfit. But he wasn't a Mandalorian. He kind of was. Well, he kind of, if canon, you're following oh, the lore, he's from canon, Concord Dawn, which is part of the Mandalorian is that, system. Is that canon that that's his home planet, though? It, I don't know if it's canon. That's but what it, I'm saying. It, like, maybe in Legends, I will give you Legends. Based on, he's well, probably actually until, a until, Mando, until they explicitly say Jango Fett was from this place, it's a small enough detail that it doesn't matter to me to keep what we had before. Because based on the old stuff, he was born on Concord Dawn. His family was killed by Death Watch, and he was adopted by like the true Mandalorian faction. Because like Death Watch, historically, <clears throat> they keep referring to Death Watch as just like the mili- like the people that made remained militant. Mandalorian ISIS. Okay. Well, no, 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 okay. Not so hold much. on, it's, guys. It's, hold, oh, no. I was about to start fact checking stuff. I was gonna, I was gonna Google Django Fett, and the first fucking thing. That came up under just Jango Fett was Jango Fett not Mandalorian. And what does it say? You're throwing your phone? It's listening to us, and I'm scared. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Skynet is Big here. Brother. I'm afraid. Anyway, I'm gonna go get my phone and do what I said I was gonna do. Thank well, you. Anyway, it's uh oh, where was I? Unt- uh um The way they're making it seem right now is that like Death Watch existed prior to the clone war but it was specifically under satine's administration that they gained the reputation as being they were the ones that maintained their militancy throughout while like the pure mandalorian culture yeah kind of either went completely underground or just kind of like stopped existing for hot sec and it's like i remember death watch was terrorist organization in legends they weren't like and and they still they kinda, still they still kind of yeah. are but they're also seen as like the last surviving face well, of i always kind the of interpreted culture. i i always interpreted them as being like a bastardization of the old culture where well, like that's exactly right well the, 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 like the, it's like they're like this essentially like a mandalorian ultra nationalist yeah, group yeah that's like our culture is not just we're proud warriors it's we are conquerors right right and that like Prey Vizsla was like like I want to dominate worlds and speaking on Clan Vizsla the bigger dude that like tries to rip yes. off Amanda's helmet right. are you aware of that he was named no his What's name is name? Pax Vizsla oh really so either and he's voiced by Favreau I, I did. I did. Tell. I did. I could tell that. Which that little um, bit at the end where he flies next to the ship and he kind of looks like Iron Man makes me happy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he does like the salute thing. Yeah. Just okay. The- that was another beef I had with it because like, never mind. Uh, yeah. Travis. Uh, real quick to circle back to Django. He is not a Mandalorian, according to Legends. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia canon. Yes. Okay. Which I believe it does. It says allegedly he is from Concord Dawn. So allegedly, yeah. So as far as we know, but that Mandalore does not recognize him as a Mandalorian. Okay, it's probably if I were to guess, like a fusion of legends and canon. If I were to guess, it's because like he's so because he's orphaned. Whenever like our Death Watch bombards his village, his parents are, are are destroyed, and he 
is picked up and adopted by a, a group of, excuse me, of the OG Mandalorian mercenaries. And then he survived, like he takes part in and survives the Mandalorian war and Dooku meets him. Well, he doesn't meet him, but he's like the last survivor of his clan during yeah. this one battle. And Dooku takes note of it. And he's like, wow, that guy really kicked, kicked butt. I'm going to take a note of that. Yeah. And he's the one that ends up doing the clone army thing. But anyway, all that to say what? I don't even remember. Oh, well, like very, like in the yeah. Geonosian arena, that is a very obviously militant setting. You would think that he would have his helmet on for that. But no, he's got it off when he's watching the show. And it's not until he actually starts fighting that he puts the helmet on. So I think they're leaning a little too much into the Mandalorians always keep their helmet on. It's like, you know, the origins behind like the salute, whether you salute with your palm down or your, your palm up. It's supposed to be like in the olden days, the knight would like open up his visor on his helmet to show his face, you know, if he had been beaten before. But if he hadn't, then he could keep it closed kind of a thing. It's like they made it seem, especially in the third, in episode three or chapter three, they made it seem like, you know, she, the, the, the blacksmith it, lady is like, yeah. have you removed your helmet or has it been removed by force? And it's almost like a, if you like, yeah, like the Dothraki, um, haircut, like, yeah. like you keep it as long as you have the ability to keep it. And then once you are disgraced, then everyone knows it kind of a thing. I, here's the thing. There is danger both of underplaying a military culture and overplaying it because like you need to establish legitimacy. You need to establish some kind of an honor code, a chivalric code of sorts for a military culture to be stable. Just look at like Japan, for instance, Travis, you yeah. e boy, you can attest. Um, but, but like to that extent, it is better to, uh, I'm, I'm struggling to find out what exactly I'm trying to say. I think they overdid it with the helmet thing. If they're going to stick with that, I think they're overdoing it a little bit. I really like how the Beskar is getting, you know, slowly circulated back into the Mandalorian culture. And he literally has to assemble his suit one piece at a time. I'm kind of confused as to why there's like almost uh, what the heck do you do you, do you call that circuit boards underneath the plates themselves? I'm not sure what that's all about. That might have something to do with like the amount of tech that's going through it. Yeah, like because a lot of the you have to power all that shit. Right, and the the armament is is a lot of it is motion activated and stuff. So like depending on how the body moves in a certain way, then it could you know do the uh, grapple gun or do the flamethrower. Yeah, I'm assuming it's uh, Beskar's conductive. Yeah, I I would assume as much. Yeah, then yeah, you would you would drill in like specific pathways for the electricity to go sure i i literally just made a circuit board today in my class so Ooh. yeah solder yeah i'm a big soldering guy i tried it once and i was like hey this is pretty dope but anyway so i really like the assemble the piece one at a time thing um the idea of the signet is really cool um the the little all fun the- fact real quick uh dave filoni at fan events would occasionally hand out little coins with a Mandalorian helmet on it. And on the back of it, there was a mud horn. Really? Yeah. That's fun. That's Here's the question. It's all though. building towards here. I think if if I'm remembering correctly, the signet is typically worn on the left shoulder pauldron, um, which we never get a really clear look at if I'm remembering correctly. But at one point when he's walking through the streets, it looks like there's a gigantic engraving 
on his right thigh plate that made me like pause it over and over again to see if that was just a weird reflection uh, off the set pieces onto his best guard. I would assume it was a reflection because I've not seen anybody cover that. I know it was. It was like, a, am I, how quickly, am I seeing things right now? Especially with how quickly everybody realized that the doctor dude had like a Kaminoan right, right. thing. I think like by now the internet would have exploded with, "This is what this symbol is." Right. So I think it was a reflection. Um, but yeah, if I'm remembering right, Boba Fett's was on his left pauldron. Yeah. Um, so that's oh, where we can skull, yeah. right. Um, and the how quickly in the show they identified the mythosaur, and yeah. like. I remember I was thinking like I know exactly what they're talking about, but just for shiggles, I'm going to type into Google Mythosaur and see how quickly it autofills. And it was like Mytho and it was already giving me all kinds of information on the Mythosaur. I was like, yes, I like to see that. Um, <laughs> proof. And, and yeah. again, to me, that is further proof that like, again, very few complaints about Disney Star Wars. They need to stop take, putting the fucking training wheels on these stories. We all have Google. Open them up. Comicbook.com exists. Shows like ours exist. Star Wars Explained exists. Star Wars Theory exists. There's so many outlets people, for people to, who will make the insert moment explained video, insert moment explained article that will explode on Facebook, that will be circling YouTube, that everybody who's like seen the movie who is confused. Like us who will just be like, oh, people are going to have questions instantly gets like yeah a million hits on their page yeah like take the we training have, wheels that's why so, that's why yeah. like that mall and solo made me so happy right like these motherfuckers can handle it they can google a timeline continue um i'm thinking i'm in a store and i'm thinking um i think it's a little corny the first time was okay but if they're gonna do like flashbacks every single time they're pounding the armor oh yeah that's gonna get real old real quick and i'm pretty sure at least from my end it's already gotten old um i kind of it felt like everyone has kind of been saying feels kind of video gamey it does it's like okay that's what i was like the the show is paced like a video game but like in particular pounding pounding the load screen of pounding out your armor Flat, having yeah. flashback sequences yeah. that you'll play through later. That yeah, I did uh, the first time was fine. Okay, I can get like the okay, haha, like the forging of the armor, the forging of him as a man today. Blah blah. blah okay, nice touch. Yeah. But the second time, I was like, really? Is there no other way that you can conceivably throw a flashback? And like, I don't know that we needed that second flashback. I will say this much: I appreciated that second flashback insofar as I think it adds more. I think it adds more credence to his running back to save the Yiddle. Like, I think that was more to, I don't think that was less like, like that, like what I think is exactly what it was supposed to be the first time. I think this time it's him like, ex- like explaining in simplest terms what happened with the Mudhorn and then him sitting there thinking about it and like, while the armor's being made, he's thinking back to when he was a kid and no one came back to co- no one came back for him. And the fact that it ends on the super battle droid says to me, like, the last thing he thought of was the barrel of a blaster in this kid's face. Yeah. And okay. like that's that's yeah. and that's how I like I got more like I got what you were saying the first time for right. the first time we had that. 
this time I think it was more just like him stewing in that guilt and like the fact that like he watches like the Mandalorian sees and it doesn't necessarily affect him that much but like we as the audience are shown just how casually violent the galaxy around him is like we see how the brutal West. yeah we see how brutal his profession is we see the you know we see where he came from we see you know as much fun as you know Travis and I were having with the egg the egg the egg the egg the egg Zuka! What is Zuka? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like laughing the whole time <laughs> thinking back to epic rap battles and remembering that the word Suka is means bitch, bitch in, in Russian. Russian. Yeah. And so, like, I'm just like, Suka! What is Suka? Suka, Suka! That's fun. But anyway. Uh, but, like, yeah, like the, the Mandalorian watches, like, these Jawas instantly <laughs> cut this egg open and start eating ah, it like a, and start eating it like a pot, like, Winnie the Pooh digs into a pot of honey. I know. I hate the sound that they make. And they're like, they grab this freaking like fistful of yolk, bring it up to their mouth. It's all stringy and gross. It's like stringy and gross. And they just like take it into the dark cavern that is their face. And they're just like, ah, it's okay. That, like he he witnesses them just destroy this egg and eat it raw. I haven't seen anyone be so excited to eat raw eggs since Rocky. Like like he's just he's just seeing all the violence and the brutality around him, and then it comes to a head when he like sees the the ball that goes on top of the control lever. So like I I thought it was supposed to be more of like a driving factor of like him choosing. To not let there be another kid who is permanently fucked up by the galaxy around him. That's fair. Now, what I will say is rebuttal to you with the helmet thing. And what I said to you off the air about this. I think either it's clan specific and like this group of people. They also know that like at the end of the episode when all the Mandalorians show up and stuff that there is the... Like he says to Paz, Pax, Paz, whatever his name is. Yeah. The the Vizsla that the other Vizsla that John Favreau is playing now. He says to him, "You're gonna have to relocate the con the the covert." And to me, that screams like this is its own new clan and tribe that has been formed in response to the purge, and in response to the fact that they've been driven underground by the empire and in the same way that death watch was this like ultra nationalist version of the mandalorian culture that was fighting back against Satine, trying to like dial the shit back i think this might be the same thing where like we've been driven underground we've been put our backs have been forced against the wall like we are going to double and triple and quadruple down on our symbols, on our culture, on our iconography. Like, you cannot kill the idea of a Mandalorian, especially if all you see is armors and is armor and blasters. Come fucking get it. I get that. But like That's just me positing it, because I agree with you. It, I think I think it's it I, I agree that it's possible. too much. I think it's too much. It is definitely if possible. If, like if you are from Mandalorian for the last what, forty years, you have lived in a world where the only Mandalorians that get to keep their armor on are in white. And I can definitely see how that 
would drive you underground and like, okay, we need to watch each other's backs. And the easiest way to do that is to not let anyone know who we really are. And like that whole song and dance has been done before and I can respect the idea, but like, and the fact that he's clearly not given his name. No, he hasn't given his name. We don't know his name, which is also really cool. And which is why I will still argue with you about the Yoda thing. Pedro Pascal did accidentally say it in an interview. Well, I don't want to know. I don't, I forgot. I I, I, I deliberately purged it from my mind. But here's, and, and maybe this is where we can bring this topic in now. There is nothing more exciting to me in a fandom as extensive as this one, where I could tell you the name of like, most people that you see on screen that are important and have dialogue and where they're from and what their species is, you know, in a, in a franchise where you have that much detail, I, I crave, (laughs) I crave information that is intentionally withheld. I love it. It gives me something to ponder about. It gives you a reason to keep coming back and, I said it on last week's episode when I submitted my little blurb, and I'll say it again now. I love the fact that Yoda's origins and species and home planet have been kept under as close wraps as they have since day one. Like, this is a George Lucas sealed, like, and I like that. Having one of the most recognizable characters in the entire franchise, the one that people like do the voice impressions of and they reverse the syntax to be like Yoda and like do or do not. There is no try. That's like one of the most – it's probably the third most quoted line in the whole franchise behind Luke, I am your father and may the force be with you. And we have no idea who this character is besides he's green, he's short, he talks backwards – and he's really freaking powerful with the force. And that's the all Mandalorian we know. Mandalorian 2019. Yep. And that's all that... W- Stay strong. Freaking laughs. George Washington, probably. <laughs> the Mandalorian 2019. <laughs> I also like... Uh, Jared, I sent you that one thing on Insta that's like... From now on, instead of st- saying things like this, I'm going to say them like this instead. And it's like six conversation tricks to make people think you're as cool as the Mandalorian. Um, yeah. Instead of saying dead or alive, say, I can bring you in warm or I can, I can bring, bring you, you in cold. cold. Instead of saying, I'm also a member, say this, I'm in the guild. Instead of saying next, say anyone else. Instead of saying seems fair, say I like those odds. instead of saying hockey time say let's see the puck (laughs) instead of saying have some balls you say do not self-destruct we're shooting our way out (laughs) i cannot wait for version two yeah of that because it's funny anyway it's it's funny funny. um and we can flesh this out now because it's like this is somewhat tangential. The first question Before that you we always ask. Yoda stuff, okay, fine. Thoughts on the whole, like what, we, what we've seen of Mando culture from you, Travis, so far. Um, yes. Like where you fall I, on that. I'm not as leaned into, I think, I think it's a little bit much. I'm not as like turned away by that. If that makes sense, because I don't yeah. know how much of this we're gonna see moving forward. He's not with them anymore, like not like yeah. not not with them in the like he's disavowed. Yeah, but like 
He's not he's going, going solo he's gone on for his a own. while. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to be physically in their presence. And so I think not seeing it for a bit, I think it's okay to have it be so in your face. Potent for just a little, yeah. Yeah. Concentrated. Um, that being said, the whole, like, you've never taken your helmet off thing, I found kind of, like, never. Yeah. Never. Never, like, you it's shit like, in the yeah. helmet. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep in it. You shower shit. in it. Do you yeah. shower at all? The helmet thing is my biggest beef right now. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And like I said, um, like, there's a part of me that feels like that's meant to be some type of like – like they talk so much about the purge. Yeah. That like I feel like, th- like this is a new development because of how much we see the Mandalorians during the Clone War and fuck even during Rebels. Like you'll see later on, which I want to see how far you are in Rebels at some point as well. Like we see like – Gar Saxon and like his super commandos mm. taking their helmets off as well. So like clearly this isn't hit. It's not Mandalorian universally as a cultural thing. Yeah, that I think this is born out of this covert has been like 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 we're doubling and tripling down on this. This mm. is like like we are the weaponry. Weapons are part of my religion. <laughs> Being in the United States, like. <laughs> <laughs> Texas. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, Western PA. <laughs> That's true. Well, at least we have a big hunting culture. Like, Raise your hand. Kind of describe Raise it. your yeah. hand in this room if you own a firearm. Raise your hand if it's I, from the last two centuries. <laughs> I, I know we have, like, my grandpa's old revolver laying around in the house somewhere. Laying around in the house somewhere. That's the best there's, way to keep a gun. There's grandpa's old revolver and two kilos of cocaine hidden in the house somewhere. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because, like, <laughs> he gave it to my dad, and then my dad gave it to my brother, and my brother gave it back. So it's somewhere in my Re-gift. house. Regift. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere in my house. Um, I regifted Jared a VHS of, of Star Trek one time, and he almost punched me in the face. <laughs> in a room full of people, no less. Good So, shit. okay. Thoughts before we – because I know Baby Yoda conversation is going to get – It's going to get hairy. It, it's either going to be like really short or it's going to get like right, double the episode length. But anyway. We're in an hour 40. Okay. We can work with that briefly. Thoughts on the big finale because I love the way it was all paced. I love like – I loved how westerny this show gets. Like the yeah. fact that they had like the whole character get saved by having something in their pocket with yeah. grief carga made me so happy that like he's like for half a second like after he got shot and fell off the razor right. crest i like out loud said to myself huh betty wishes he still had that best car on him but he and then did. he said and then like he did like oh like, i knew he did anyway because yeah. like every yeah i like had waited a couple days so i was like everyone's been talking about him in particular yeah he's definitely not dead oh wait he had the best car it's fine you know. Yeah. Yeah. At least it wasn't like a Bible. Yeah. It would still yeah. like break a rib or two though. Like yeah. bulletproof vests still hurt hurt, hurt a lot. Yeah. But they anyway. stop it from piercing. They can't stop that kinetic right. energy. Well no, but they saw like you even see in the best car, it's only a dent. Like the shot didn't right. you yeah. know, just it's, had... it's like doesn't even dent. It I just makes it, like it yeah, just the gives the blast burn. Yeah. I mean, I think he also was lucky that he had two. Yeah. Because yeah. I think there's probably some I think like the best car is stronger when you actually smelt it. But, yeah, like it because like you it, don't see any carbon scoring on the Mandalorian. Oh, no, 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 no. But like you, that one, like as a chunk. Yeah. Like, in the forging process, you have to harden it. Yeah. And you have to like superheat it and then quench it really quickly. 
I mean, and that's like the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's like the moment of truth. And if it works, then it's like doubled in its durability. But if it doesn't work, then it breaks and you have to start over again. But anyway, um, I, yes, absolutely. And even down to the soundtrack. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. the themes. Well, you know, you know who does the soundtrack, right? Isn't that Ludy Ludwig? Yeah. Granitson. Yeah. The guy who he did Black Panther. That's right. And he is also Childish Gambino's. I just watched Venom again last night. He did Venom soundtrack. Yeah, all except the Eminem special. That that <laughs> Venom. 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 You ever heard the Eminem Venom song, yes. Travis? Yes. The, it's it's a bit the, much. The Eminem grunting. The verses aren't that bad. It's just that chorus is so fucking laughable. It is laughable. I mean, it just goes to show that, like, when it comes to the wordplay. Like Eminem is so good, but it can be. It's just, <laughs> what's that? It's that one Crystalia joke where he's like, "It's like, like, why does Eminem like the, all the rhymes?" He's like, "I'm a venom, I'm a cinnamon, and then the cinnamon, and then I get him, and then I get him with the cinnamon, and I get him with the venom." But anyway, yeah, no, I love it. That like the soundtrack is so fucking good. Like that, oh, yeah. that theme is. Instantly, like, every time like you, a Western. Yeah. Every time you hear the whistle, you just yeah. go, "Oh shit, here we go!" Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and I had it, it inspired me to have like a guess that Western theme song like tournament with a couple of my roommates. Yeah, I was the only one that knew any of them. Yeah, because, I was gonna say yeah, I, they recognize. Unless the, you just hang out with more yous. No, my dad falls asleep watching encore westerns on Sunday afternoons most of the time, and so I've seen a lot of western shows. But anyway, um, yeah. So Yoda, uh, little gonna, the the little guy. We're gonna have a slugfest in the octagon over Baby Yoda. So here's my thing. And you and I had a conversation like this long before The Mandalorian, I think back in high school. Of course we did. As most conversations on this show were just like precursors <laughs> to things we'd say for, for an audience. I I never had any real attachment to the idea of people not knowing what Yoda was. Because Yoda is such a public figure that I always felt like if it was something that everybody in the galaxy didn't know, it would be even weirder, especially since in Phantom Menace and at the time of Phantom Menace, there's fucking two of them, which is more, which is twice as many as they had had in the original <laughs> yeah. trilogy. So, and I think in canon, there's just some throwaway line that like Yaddle was just like, okay, I'm done now. But like, I, like it's like in Legends, she like gave her life. In between movies, in canon, she was just like, okay, I'm, on, I'm, I'm done with the Jedi Council thing. Uh, which is supposed to be the intention, but most of them fucking die uh, <laughs> at that time period. But I just, it's always just been weird to me that like nobody in the galaxy knows. Like in the canon Thrawn books, not only is everybody like, why is there an alien so highly ranked in the Imperial Army? Also, what the fuck is a Chiss? Yeah, that like like those are literally like the first two things that are almost always spoken to Thrawn is how did you even how did this even happen and how are you a species that we not that most of the galaxy isn't even familiar with and like because Yoda is so prominent in the galactic politic it is weird to me that like nobody went what the hell even is this guy 
and like it's it's just never been that important to me. Like I like I like a mystery that can either be figured out or that we're eventually given an answer to. I don't even consider it a mystery. Like it's just something we're not told. It's not like what we're gonna get into later with Fallen Order. Oh and yeah, that planet. That's a fucking mystery. One that's finally solved, and that makes me happy that it is like in no uncertain terms addressed five years later. Here's here's where I will like, give I, you. Like, uh, I'll say like, let me I, like let me distill ahead. this like one more like like an actually cohesive thought. There is no grander mystery tied to what Yoda is. Finding out what the species of Yoda and Yaddle and the Yiddle are, aside from there being a name next to species in every encyclopedia from now on, there is no big reveal. That doesn't really change the lore for me. It's just, oh, hey, like, this is an answer to a question I should probably know in trivia now. I think you're wrong in this sense because along with species implicitly comes homeworld and the implication is either that there are so few of these unique creatures that we need to protect them at all costs so we're just not going to tell anybody what we are, where we come from or where to find these people or there's a whole planet of them out out, out there. You know, and that you know the Yoda's species are so in inherently and intrinsically force sensitive that having an entire planet full of them is dangerous it's like if they can stay like within their own i i can like almost think of another example where it's like wait a minute there are more of you holy cow like this is huge this could either be really good or really yeah. bad and so in their contained little world it's, it's as like long in, as there's any dc comic story when like more than one kryptonian is in the room yeah it's yeah. terrifying yeah, it is terrifying so imagine so like <laughs> like cuz like most other kryptonians are not that good to be around except for superman and supergirl <laughs> right but here's here's where i will rebut you on the whole like yoda is one of the most prominent people in in the galactic republic and he's on the council so like you know, how come nobody's, you know, everyone's content just to be like, eh, whatever. I just feel like it would have come up by now. It would have, like but, here's, but here's where I will, here's where I will contradict you. Yoda is 900 freaking years old. He's been in the, the Jedi Order for so long, like literally 10 times the lifespans of almost everyone in the temple. Yeah. And so when you are as secretive about yourself and unbudgingly so... And you are 900 years old. It gets to a point where people just like don't even bother entertaining the idea anymore. And it's like, eh, you know, like the young Senate startup is like, yo, what is? And then, you know, the, you know, crotchety old. I'm trying to think of an old experienced senator by name, but I can't. It's just like, ah, eh, don't worry about it. Like, we've all been there. Just don't bother yourself. You're never going to find out. Just do yourself the favor. Don't lose sleep over it. Just drop it. I feel like when you have been around for that long, and Yaddle's younger, but Yoda, by the time of the Clone Wars, is is like 840 years old or something crazy like that. Yeah, he's when you, about 900 when he dies in Jedi. When you've been around for that long, people just like stop asking. 
you know? And so like and that's know, fair. I just like I said also I, the in the grand scape of the universe, the people that are aware of Yoda's existence are very few. That, it's like Coruscant right. and the nobility of the core worlds and that's it. And that, that's, that's a small fair. enough community. That's a small enough community that is constantly under the eye of an even bigger pocket. And again, like by the start of the war with how like prominent the Jedi become posthumously right after the purge like while we're still in the stage of okay first we need to wipe them out then we gotta pretend they never existed and defraud them like it just it doesn't bother me that much knowing what species he is cause like I don't know like maybe like and you, you can you can build in whatever explanation you want to and like why you know his species is not seen often outside of the two that are in the Jedi order that we know of. And that's it. Like you can find a reason that that could explain that away or whatever by introducing the species. But like, I think it's even weirder if you don't know what he is or where he comes from. And then to like, turn around and be like, but somehow one older one and one like approximately middle-aged one ended up on the Jedi Council and were like joined the Jedi within so, such close, close proximity to each other. And at that era of the Order where the Jedi are essentially just an extension of the Galactic Senate. That like it's, 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 it's weird to me. Like I don't I, – I just think I've always perceived that as a – like I like the idea of of uh like you know keeping the fans guessing as to what it is and just keeping them in the dark. That's just a manufactured mystery to me. Like we do, like unknown. We're just gonna say unknown for however long, and everyone just goes, no one knows what a Yoda is. And like I like I don't I don't necessarily need them to answer that question either. I'm incredibly indifferent on the matter. But leaning towards just having a name. Like at this point, if it's possible, sure, give us a name. Because that's that's one more new thing that Disney can add to its version of the lore. <clears throat> like I, I'm not married to it being an unknown species. I don't... I'm pretty married. I'm like... I know you are. I'm like having to hold till death do you part married <laughs> to the... Because <laughs> like, I know that this is not a very popular opinion. But like if I go to a magic show, I spend most of the show... Asking the question, how did he do that? Like, that's crazy. How in the world is that practically done? Because I know it can't be real. I know that he can't have, he can't just not have a species name. He can't just not have a home planet. But at the end of the day, when the curtain, you know, closes and the magician goes off screen, I'm just like, still, it's almost like I'm, like the the willing knowing suspension takes, of knowing, disbelief. Knowing takes away some of the mysticism. It does, and like it if you, if you if you spend the whole show in a, like a magic show, me like how did he do that? I'm Yoda trying to think my way through it. Self is like the definition of the mystery of the Force and the Jedi, though maybe. Well, no, but like, no, 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 no. I think the mysteries of the Jedi and of the Force are far more interesting than me than like the mystery of where Yoda's from. Well, I like, don't Yoda's disagree only, with you like, on Yoda's that point. Yoda's the only species that, like, there's this big, like, ooh, about because it's manufactured. 
It is manufactured. And I don't like. I don't. I don't, still, I, I don't find any enjoyment out of that. Like again, the example we'll get to later. Like the amount of theory work and any time that those two things came up in any source book, people were like, it was getting closer and closer and closer to them being the same thing, but no one actually said it. So the jury was still out until recently when something had fallen order, like absolutely no holds bar full stop confirmed it. And that was so satisfying to me. Like that is a legitimate mystery to me. That thing that we'll talk about once we're done with this conversation but I don't – I just – I don't – it's not that I don't care. It's that like I'm open to anything that could happen from here on out. But like I just I, – I don't I, – I understand your stance in theory. I just can't imagine myself being that married to it. But like I'm like it, – It's a minor detail. So in the end, like it won't matter too much. But, like, it's one of those things, if you can maintain some level, even if it's manufactured, because with a fan base as creative as this one is, it's very difficult to have a non-manufactured mystery in this franchise. And so, even if it's manufactured, there, like, to me, it maintains its believability whenever there is information intentionally left out. If there's bits of the puzzle that we don't have it like it it necessitates a curiosity in us that helps us find things we weren't looking for and you know maybe just hypothetically you go like looking for yoda species and you find out something else that you didn't know before and you're like wow that's kind of cool i don't know the it's, only it's other not example i can come up with the only other thing the closest example i can come up with is for how long obi-wan did not have a written home world and then eventually they added one and nobody cared. Like, like all, all the, all the source books were like Obi-Wan Kenobi age, whatever, when he died, affiliation, Jedi, Jedi order, order, Galactic, Galactic Republic, Republic, Rebel Alliance, blah, 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 home world unknown. Okay, whatever. And again, that was just one of those things. Like, well, they found Obi Wan somewhere. Well, he, the, he and he was in the known it's galaxy. Bit, it's a little bit different because he's it's a human. A, it's and, like with Obi Wan, all things considered, he's an average human. But you have this very not average species I think, that comes from a place you've never known before. I think it's because of one Yoda's introduced though, too. Because up until the point where we see him in Empire, like part of the reveal of Yoda is that like you expect Yoda to be just basically Obi Wan too, right? You don't expect little green dude who talks backwards to be this profound Jedi master. And the fact that he he's one of – I think he's the first non-human character that fucking matters besides Chewbacca. He's the first non-human character who's like speaking and is – Who's is, speaking. He's valuable to the plot because they can verbally add to it. Yeah. And that – the fact that we don't know anything else about him other than he's a prolific force user and he talks backwards and he's small and green – like, if it's the first time we see Yoda as the Phantom Menace, no one gives a fuck who, like, who he is or where he comes from other than he's a he's Well, a he's also in that scene surrounded by other aliens. Other, yeah. like, that's really weird-looking in, Jedi. Including one of his own. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is, like, I think the, the scope of this shifts <laughs> like to— There's two of him, a conehead, a Q-tip. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, 
you look at Kiari Mooney, Kit Fisto, and Plo Koon, and then you look at Yoda and go, okay, you're not so weird. Yeah. <laughs> you you look like you belong yeah. in this room. Name um, that Jedi Master. Yeah. Very clear silhouette of Yarl Poof. It's Obi-Wan. Bowling! <laughs> and he's just holding a bowling ball over his head. It's like still one of my favorite Star Wars I memes. Thought I was going <laughs> to do like the actual version of that meme. Like, name that Jedi Master! And then like the silhouette comes up and it looks like Yoda. It's Yoda! Yeah! yeah. Even Peel! Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, miss, all, I miss him so much. Evan Peel? Evan Peel was one of my he absolute He went out like a favorites. total G though. He did. He is like very not low-key one of my favorite That's council members in the ever. Phantom Menace. It's like there's there's three there's like there's there's Yoda, Yaddle, and then like albino Evan, Yoda with Evan, Evan Peel. Peel. He's like, missing an eyeball. Yeah, like, you've got you just some, like, spamming short people with giant ears. Like I don't get. It, that's another part of it. Like, it, it, like George Lucas, like in the Phantom Menace, when he's not that fucking special. Like, like very but, clearly. But, anyway, but you know, again, to that in that scope, he is in a yeah. Just because of the way we're introduced to him. Yeah. All I'm saying is, either way, we lose because at the end of the Mandalorian, we're either going to see, we're going to get spammed with. Mandalorian reveals Yoda's race, or we're going to get spammed with. We watch all the Mandalorian, and we and still, still don't, don't know, know Yoda's race. race. Here's here's what I will. Th- I would be so okay with the following resolution to the baby Yoda story arc for this show. I would be really, really satisfied if the Mandalorian <laughs> and only the Mandalorian is cued into why this species is so important and why it's even more important that no one knows who they are or where they come from. That's your best case. My best yeah. case scenario Does the audience that, find out? No. Okay. My best case scenario Just is that, that like behind closed doors he finds the Mandalorian out. finds out and he has this oh shit moment. Like it is a really good thing that I rescued this kid and brought him back here. And especially in the context of him being a Mandalorian and like being what, able to appreciate what is happening on yes, the run is going yeah, through. Yes. Because like that's best, so fucking good. I love that. Yeah. I know. Which is why like having the maintenance of this secrecy until we get something that legitimizes it is best case scenario for me. Like give me a reason to hold on where I still don't know. I still don't know, but I know why it's important. You know it would be an even better ending? They bring the baby back to whatever the home world is. And they raise it as a Mandalorian warrior. And they give and they, and give, they give him, him a tiny little set of armor. Oh sorry. And, they, they and give then him he back. shows up in The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> as Palpatine himself. I think he get he gives like the baby back to their like little group or tribe or whatever. And like the chieftain of the Yodas is like grateful we are that you have returned my son Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! How did you get so big? How did you get so big? How did you get new ears? Oh, they just got cut off. That's fine. yeah. But he's That's got, why he's so fucked. He's got like semi-human ears though. Anyway, that was a good talk. That was a very good talk. <laughs> Thank you for returning my child, Snoke. Like the entire fandom shuts down. Internet is everyone broken. collectively Cash- shits. <laughs> just like all at once, even people who hadn't watched the episode just go, "Oh God, what happened?" There's been a serious disturbance in the voice. 
There's been an awakening. <laughs> All right, so Spencer. Yes. I know you said that you're most likely just going to watch like a supercut cut of all yeah. the cutscenes. If you're not opposed to it, I kind of want to hear somebody who's like not actually played the game react to the shit that's about to come out of our mouths. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll stick it out. I Let's do you, it. All right. So we're going to do like some spoiler story talk for Fallen Order. So I don't want to go super like obviously we're going to talk spoilers because we're talking about the end of the game. I don't want to go super in depth because I want to have Connor on for that. I, yeah, I don't want to go like hella into like the lore. I just want to talk plot. OK. A little bit. That's and, fine. Like implications therein that I've been dying to talk about. I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what, what could you, you possibly be referring to. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Be sure to tune in to. The Return of the Jedi commentary at the end of the week. Be sure to listen to the trivia. Oh, and happy pod. happy Thanksgiving. And happy you. Thanksgiving, yes. of course. Thank you. If I you're forgetting, it's that yeah, it's that week. Um, or if you live in Turkey. <laughs> okay, I actually don't want you on uh, for that anymore. Okay. <laughs> but uh, be sure to tune in for the trivia pod. Be sure to listen to the Jedi audio commentary, and then hopefully the week after I get back, we can do our first installment of Tales from Batu. Cool. Anyway. Fallen Order spoilers. From the moment I saw The Force Awakens, I knew in my gut that Starkiller Base was Ilum. And it broke my heart to, like, actually think about the implications of that and how ugly that is. Like, that is a personification of what the Empire did to the galaxy. That the they most concise way like like <laughs> it, like it's like like i don't like this term being used to like refer to like land or property very often because i think it's overused in that way but i'm gonna use it here in a very nan king kind of way like the empire raped ilum and like yeah. turned it like like it turned what is a symbol of the of like the pacifist organization and turned it into a planet annihilator. Like, this goes beyond the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Like this one can spell out Happy Life Day. What is yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to last week, because we had a moment. Uh, it was New a new holiday reading. special, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the solo that stole Christmas. But I... You're a mean one, Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> but I just... Seeing the probe droids i was like ah shit they found me and then you turn that corner and you see that like there's a facility being built and i went holy shit and for a hot second i like i tempered that expectation and immediately stopped and went this could be for the death star yeah i think and then like that's what most people are saying you get to that cavern like like after you fight the room that's just full of k2x droids and like you get and you get onto that platform and you just see the giant chasm from inside the chasm. And I was like, oh my god, this is the super this is the super laser. Yep. Like this is the beginning. And when you so, return to Ilum, I didn't realize that like from like outside of the planet, there's just a fucking chunk gone yeah. in the middle. It's like a, the biggest trench you've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm just looking at it. Like, I legitimately got upset. Like, there was a part of me that felt so vindicated that, like, like I thought it from day one and, like, Star Wars Explained did amazing, two, like, really amazing videos about it. Like, saying, like, every single source book 
has put these two planets at approximately the same place in the galaxy. Both of them are snowy. Both of them are rich with kyber. So some context for Spencer. Yes. And people who didn't play who stuck around. At about the halfway point, in, a little over the halfway point yeah. in the game, you accidentally crush your lightsaber crystal. Oh. Like you crush your hilt and the crystal breaks. That's a shame. So you have to go to Ilum to get, get a crystal. And while you're on Ilum, you stumble upon the, the what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. That you like you you end up <laughs> when the crystal broke. I was like, so do I find another one? <laughs> I never clicked in my mind that oh, now that I have two crystals, my my saber can split in half. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was more to that because two swords is my favorite. But me too, <laughs> and the fact that you can't. But individually that, choose saber halves really annoys me. I haven't had to say the word Jarkai in like five years. Yeah. I almost forgot what it was called. I feel terrible. But yeah. But I just I, although that move is extremely powerful in fighting, oh, I love it. I I loved it so much. And because like I'm that guy who like tries to have the most like cinematic experience playing a video game possible. <laughs> and I Same. like very quickly figure out this is my favorite move to do. This is how I finish off the final boss. And I remember like just biding my time fighting Trilla at the very end where I'm like, I'm a fucking donkey dick you with this doable saber move and you're not ready. Fuck you. And like got her with that last one uh, after her railroading me the first time. Um, I have some stories about that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I was complete. The story's so good and so amazing. It's, yeah, it definitely. I was having not, that lore nugget just completely, just, just yeah. Through like I was, I was just guffawed, and like my game crashed. <laughs> like, like when I started fighting the Empire on the way out, that, that I, I, I cannot think of a single time where I've been happy that my game crashed before because I was legitimately like, I just need to put the controller down. Like, <laughs> like not only was this such a beautiful and emotional scene. The fact that, like, the really upsetting implications of the all the people who were saying that Starkiller is Ilum. Oh, we're good. Okay. We're like half. Oh, good. That, like, the amount of people who were, like, trying to figure out what the likelihood of Ilum being Starkiller base was. I don't know if anybody else, like, felt upset like I did. That, like, if anybody else, like, was like, oh, shit, we were right. Shit, this is awful. <laughs> like yeah. seeing the beginnings of Star Killer and the way Cal describes it. He's like, they're ravaging the planet. Mm -hmm. And like Cal's freaked out. He's like, I don't know what they're even trying to do, but we found them. They didn't find us. Right. Um Final Boss Battle is the second sister. I didn't want to spoil where it is. You fight her in the Fortress Inquisitorius. Ooh. On the planet Null in an underwater volcanic facility. That sounds awesome. It is so and fun. It's so cool. And I'm so angry that they don't let you replay the... Because <laughs> it's, okay. it's a very on-rails sequence. Where, like, Which is you're... very unlike the rest of the game. It's, it's kind of like the end of Wars Unleashed where you're going through the Death Star. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's that, but a little more contained in this facility. And because it's so on-rails, there's nothing to explore. And there's no reason for you to like, – because it's also destroyed when you, you finish. Yeah. Right. So there's no reason for you to – not destroyed, but like yeah. damaged severely. Yeah. Because I just, of your encounter with a certain someone. 
Vader comes out of nowhere. I am so angry I did not have a camera on on my face. Because, like, cause, so you fight the, the Jedi who kind of takes you under her wing, Seer. Uh, Seer Junda is her name. She gave did up. Did you say Jeer Sunda? Oh, you fucking bastard. I'm going to say it. 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 Because like it a me. seed planted in fertile soil. This will grow into a Anyways, marvelous only, creation. Just only say Seer. Never say her full name. Anyway, <laughs> Seer has a Padawan who we find out that she kind of accidentally left her and a handful of youngs to be captured by the Empire. Her Padawan, Trilla, is tortured and broken like all the other inquisitors turn to the dark side they try to do the same thing to see her by see her seeing that trilla has been turned into the second sister seer snaps calls on the dark side and like kind of like pulls like a vader when he gets when he like falls off the slab no she kind of yeah. pulls one of those but like kills all the stormtroopers in the room Ooh. and like i think just be- by virtue of trilla being force sensitive like passive tk barriers saved her um but trilla blames seer for everything that happened and is very malicious towards her and is very quick to tell cal like you're working for a fraud you're working for somebody who's going to sell you out the moment she is afraid she's about to go down and the whole game and something i really love about it is the whole game is about trauma the whole game is about how trauma shapes you and how you let trauma shape you and that is very much the case what remember how we said we weren't going to do this i know i just want to say like why i love trilla's final moments that like okay that like she kind of has exactly what i was like we're gonna wait for connor to do this i know we can go all in with connor i'm just touching on it briefly to like prime him for vader that like trilla has this moment where she just kind of like lets it all out and has as close to a moment of I forgive you with Seer as she possibly can. And since you're in this like this um, compound that is like underwater in a volcano, there's just so much like idle machinery noises. That oh, as- I still heard it. Oh, I heard it when it was way too late. Oh, no, I knew immediately. <laughs> and I was so – oh, God. So like as Trilla is like giving her final moments, like the idle humming – starts to slowly get drowned out by the sound of his breathing because it's, it's a super close-up shot on trilla and suddenly it's so scary just the <gasps> and i like i like legit like grip my control i said fuck no because i knew i did not have that kind of health left to fight darth vader <laughs> <laughs> i was like no no like, i am so happy i was never afraid of darth vader when i played the force unleashed and you're not meant to be. And I went and I went into that fight with like as a kid in my mind going, Darth Vader has two weaknesses, people who are fast and people with lightning fingers. He's fucked. And I went into this fight and just hearing Vader start breathing went, "Mom, wait." <laughs> and that's help. and that's I love Someone that help. this game never gives you an inkling of thought that you can ever take on Darth Vader. Like the from the moment he shows up, you're on the fucking run. And, and Cal is terrified. Like the whole time, he's like, "What? What was that thing?" He's freaking out. Like BD one, 
I almost cried. I thought BD1 was. I thought Darth Vader was going to kill BD1. And I was about to throw out everything Darth Vader that I own. <laughs> you have no idea how excited I got when BD1 jumped on him, and I was like, "Yeah, that's my boy." Yeah, you know, BD1 circuitry, tear yeah. out some wires. Yeah, no, like like Vader's like about to like massacre Cal, and BD1 like jumps off of Cal's back around onto Vader's helmet, and like sticks him with his um the pointy end. What's the, the what's the end. stick him with the point? Um, the something slicer. the scomp link. Yeah, like he sticks it with his scomp link and then electrocutes Vader for just a half a second so that Cal can like roll out of the blade lock and then Vader like just swings around and nicks BD one and for a hot second I was like BD one's about to fall into two. It, I will show you the ending on YouTube in a minute. It is so tense and terrifying. <laughs> And, Va- and like you're just trying to run from Vader, and Vader is just collapsing the whole compound as you're running away from it. Like and like you said, like at no point does the game make you make think, you think for a hot second that you can just face him. Well, so like w- once that that scene starts, you cut back to gameplay for just a second to run like hell. Well, it's you. And, well, no, it's you and Vader, and you get a second of okay, I can attack him, but he doesn't have a health bar. And I don't have a health bar. <laughs> so clearly this is not a yeah. real fight. And you get one swing and then he grabs you. I actually died during this because he grabs you and you're supposed to look and pull a thing into him. But, yeah. but there was no prompt. So I like – he grabbed me. I'm like, OK, I'm supposed to hit a button. I hit every button on my controller and nothing happened. And, and then I died. killed you. <laughs> I, I had that moment where like how you made the joke about like you like challenging the – mountain goat oh, creatures yeah. to a formal duel every time you see them <laughs> i like saw like the moment where it's like okay you're fighting fight them yeah and I, I like legit just like looked at my screen like s- like sat up in my chair like adjusted my grip on my controller and like turned on both blades and i was like if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna, do- I'm gonna look good doing it like <laughs> But I've made a promise to myself a long time ago. If I go out, I go out looking as badass as possible. And you know what? Fighting Darth Vader is kind of up there. Let's go. So <laughs> it's just so scary. It's so scary. I can't Which wait. so I knew about Darth Vader. I knew how did okay? How did you find out about Vader? This is so fucking embarrassing. Okay. When you get onto Null immediately and you're jumped, like you're in the water. Yeah. And you swim through the little cavern and then you f- see the facility. The door, like, I kind of looked around, I'm like, okay, which way am I supposed to go? I think this way. And I found the boundaries that, like, I won't let you cross. Yeah. <laughs> and so I see what I think is a door. And I'm like, I'm going to swim up to that and hopefully it opens. I swam up to it. It didn't open. I swam around for about five more minutes. Like, five real-life minutes. And I said, okay, this is fucking absurd. I'm looking up where I'm supposed to go. And when you YouTube Jedi Fallen Order Final Mission, what do you think is the first fucking thing that comes up? Darth Vader? (laughs) Darth Vader and Cal Kestis locking sabers. And I was like... Well, shoot. Now, I also knew from watching a review earlier that you never go like do a full tango with Darth Vader in the game. And he's like... It wasn't heavy spoiler review, and I was almost done with the game, so I didn't worry about it. He's like, you never really do a full match with Darth Vader, and that's fine, because you shouldn't, because you shouldn't be that powerful. No. 
And I like totally I said, like, I had my I had my gripes with like the gameplay because it's a game like letting Cal knowing how early into his training he was when he was cast yeah, out yeah. being this co- like saber combat savant and yeah. like like the dissonance of like I can barely use telekinesis now watch me use a saber staff like like a Darth Maul yeah yeah but like the game very much makes up for that because like someone who uses that that lightsaber the way it seems like he can could feasibly go toe to toe with Darth Vader. And the fact that the game immediately goes, you can't. No, no. Yeah. Cal got lucky this whole game. Uh, no amount of luck, luck will fix this. Don't so, push it. so by the time I got to know, I knew with some capacity that, especially seeing pictures of it, that I was going to fight Trilla at the beat her and Vader would show up and I'd run like hell. I knew that's how it was going to go down. And it's embarrassing because the door was supposed to open, but my game glitched. Yay. Uh, you want to tell him about your Trilla glitch? I called him. Like, I called him on the phone for this. So Trilla is an Inquisitor and thus has the buzzsaw saber. Right. And one, of, she had two moves. Like, one of her things is she spins it and kind of just twirls it at you. Yeah, that's like a figure eight. Yeah. And she's also she also has a move where she throws it. Of course. So mid-fight, she threw the saber, and then it stopped in the middle of the room and just kept spinning in the middle of the room. And at first I'm like – and I got in her health about halfway down. I'm like, this is a weird sequence in this fight. But sure, I'll gladly fight her without the saber. It's the scariest part. <laughs> it's the scariest part. <laughs> and so she keeps dashing at me. That was the other thing. She, The next two things she did was dash at me to grab me. So I was like, oh yeah, because she has another move where she like grabs you, throws you, and like does like a really big hook kick right to yeah. the chin. And mm. so I'm like, clearly this is a section of the fight where she doesn't use her saber for some odd reason. <laughs> it was about thirty seconds into that that she suddenly started swing, like she was holding her hands like this, and suddenly started swinging her hands back and forth, and <laughs> and, mid- and air was hitting me and doing damage, and I went, oh. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> and it's like it was like the first time playing an Arkham game without the counter th- symbols. Yeah. yeah. Imagine trying to lightsaber duel someone when you can't see their lightsaber. <laughs> I died. So I will say this much. I was slightly spoiled for Vader's being in the game because I was having difficulties on navigating Kashyyyk. Okay. Because like it's so much of it is just trees and forests that like everything kind of looks the same. And I YouTubed a walkthrough of that section of Kashyyyk, and there was a there was one that was like Jedi Fallen Order cutscenes, blah blah blah, and the thumbnail was Darth Vader standing behind Trilla, and like there was like red in it. So what I assume like and like I was like okay, like I had a feeling Vader would make a cameo, yeah, but I was like okay, and like at that point I hypothesized, you get to the end of the game, Trilla. For what Trilla has a moment of like, I'm not going to let this define me. Let's you go, or you beat her outright, and like there's like a and like a post credit scene or something. That's Trilla. You know, I'm sorry, Lord Vader. I failed you. It won't happen again. You're right. It won't. Yeah. And he cuts her down. That's what I assumed was coming. And I was like, I see Trilla like defeated, but not like mortally wounded. And I'm like, oh, okay, so like I just walk away now, I'm fine. 
and then I heard the breathing, and then I had a panic attack. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, we're gonna go like super in the weeds with what's Connor's on because this is his baby, and I just I wanted to touch on those couple things that I just absolutely loved. Um, we're gonna wrap up the show, and I'm gonna have Travis do his plugging first because Spencer decided to go to the bathroom while we were like very clearly wrapping up. So you say that, but you always do the thing where I go, okay, and that's it. And there's like 10 seconds of dead air and you're like, oh, what? You're supposed to keep talking. I was like, no, I fucking wasn't. That's fair. You're right. Get God. I've been gotten. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Travis Political. Spencer! Keep going! <laughs> Keep going! No one heard that, but it was really funny. I hope... There's a little blip on there. I think that's me. Oh, damn. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to like and follow Dubac Discussion on all the social media stuff as well. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out our website where we have our merch and other articles, and be sure to check out the rest of the audio commentaries for the Rise of Skywalker recap series, and help, here, here comes trouble. I'm back. Where can, Where can they, they find, people you? find you? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Spenceman Cosplays. Check it out. That's all I gotta say. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, God, how long is the episode? Two and a half hours. That's not bad. That's not bad. We've done worse. Fuck you. <laughs> there was a lot of news. I'm not saying it wasn't worth it, but fuck you. That's not bad. You okay. don't have to you do also the post pro. You also don't get to tell me fuck you when he busted out stubby quotes. <laughs> You're right. Fuck you, Spencer. <laughs> what can I say? I am pleased. <laughs> I'm going to count this as a special episode. We have Spencer in house. This is my first it's day back. Special, I mean, it's forever. not that it's not special to have you. It's just like uncommon these summer, days. But like, like on the summer, you're on every episode. That's right. Anytime you're home, you're on. Like it's you're but just it's been not, a hot. It's minute. been two months. Yeah, yeah. I don't and think I I've been on a bowl. proper episode in-house since the summer because i only did the audio commentary when i was home for that fall and break. then we we shifted the days just because there was a lot of mandalorian news and we figured you'd know oh, that's about right that. that's right um real quick before we wrap up also how far are you in the rebels um i think i'm on episode 12 or 13 i um don't remember exactly where oh i was on the episode i don't remember his name but I was – I had my laptop hooked up to the TV with HDMI. I was watching the episode when – it's in season one when um, – blank. Come on. Oh, come on. All right. Give us context clues. The kid. What the heck's his name? Ezra? Oh, jeez. I'm a casual. If only, if only, <laughs> if only Connor was here. But, fucking um, casual. Thank you. So Ezra is like having visions. Can I call Connor on the phone right just now? Just so he can say. <laughs> but um, Ezra is having visions about the like the senator that hijacks the airwaves, and and they're supposed to meet him at the old Senate building, but it's a setup, and so they're currently helping him escape. Um. Oh, jeez. They're currently helping him escape, uh, but the but the internet cut out or something was wrong with Disney Plus, so I couldn't 
finish the episode. Disney Plus was acting real weird today when I watched Mando. What's up, dude? Hey, uh, we're recording Dewback right now, and you're on speakerphone. Uh, Spencer forgot Ezra Bridger's name. What do you have to say to him? Spencer, you're a fucking casual. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is all. Good night. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I just blanked, man, okay? We all blanked. Connor, you're not you know ready for this episode. I can't, you know what, I can't really fault you for that. I was doing a, um, a, uh, I was at some Star Wars name, Star Wars comp- trivia competition, and the thing was, um, name and characters. And the one character that came up was Admiral Mopsky from episode four, and I completely blanked. Okay, no one says Madi's name, and Madi also isn't the main character of A New Hope. (laughs) That's what you think. (laughs) I blanked. I just blanked. I'm sorry. We just we needed you to shame him and say it for us. Thank you. You're going to enjoy this episode, buddy. Don't worry. No, I I, I probably will. Yeah, I listened to the. uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Last nightmare. All right, buddy. Have oh, a good shit. night. Thank you. All right. See you, dude. <laughs> I love that boy so much. I'm, I'm <laughs> loving this call in to host when they're not on bit that we keep doing. <laughs> it's my favorite now. Spencer, you're next. Be ready. Okay. I'll try to be. Okay. All right. Um, we are honored <laughs> that you guys have joined us. <laughs> And just put this episode on like 2x speed so you can get through it. This dick is on <laughs> delivery. This dick ain't free has to be the outro song so that people actually understand the joke, though. That's true. Cue it up, baby. All right. I'll see you. Oh, no. no Travis's actual ringtone. I was calling Stubby for the bit. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. With that, uh, what the fuck? All right, uh, may the force be with you guys, and I'm sorry for this episode. <laughs> I'm not. Shit.
Matador, matador, had a door knocking. Let him in. Who's that? Jennico's best friend. This dick ain't free. Pity the fool that made the pretty and you prosper. Titty juice and pussy lips kept me up notches. Kept me up watching. One knows in poverty apology. No, watch you by the dick with people that's fortunate like myself. Every dog has his day. Now doggy style shall help. This dick ain't free. Matter of fact, you need interest. Matter of fact, it's nine inches. Matter of fact, see your friendship based on business. Pitching more pitching. Your pitching more consensus. Been relentless. Fuck forgiveness. Fuck your feelings. Fuck your sources. All distortion. If we fuck, it's more abortion. More divorce. Course and portion. My check with less endorsement. Let me dormant. Dust and doom. Disgusting. Force with fuck you. Fingers and more shit. Porcelain. Price pressure. Busting twice. Choices. Devastated. Decapitated. The horseman. Oh, America. You bad bitch. I picked cotton and made you rich. Now my dick ain't free. I'm gonna get my uncle Sam Testing, 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 testing. Chuckle fuck, come do a mic check.